Tonight's episode of the Tuesday Night Cigar Club is brought to you by Drew Estate. Come experience the rebirth of cigars at www.drewestate.com and download the free Drew Diplomat smartphone app today to discover nearby retailers, RSVP to special events, redeem points to win exclusive Drew Estate merchandise, and much, much more. Good evening, brothers and sisters of the leaf. Coming to you live once again from the corner of no hope. It's the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. Tonight the boys risk losing, well, all the mainstream credibility that they may have gained with their last episode to soak in all the greased-up glory of 1982's Swords and Boobies cult classic, Sorceress, while smoking the High Clear Castle Cigar from Foundation Cigar Company, paired with the delicious Haze Wizard IPA, from Three Nations Brewing. Seriously, folks, this episode is absolutely fucking nuts. So sit back, light them up, and enjoy the show. Oh, man, I was looking through my notes. A lot of complicated names. and t- I'm, I'm just letting you know ahead of time, uh, I'm probably going to screw up some names when I describe the cigar. I'm probably going to screw up some lot of names in the movie tonight. Um... I'll do my best. That's all we can ask for. All right. Doing less than your best is an insult to yourself. That is true. That is true. That was uh, Chin, the little martial arts master from uh, Remo Williams in the Destroyer books. That was one of his little nuggets of wisdom. Okay. Uh, Doing less than your best is an insult to yourself. Chew on that one. I'm trying to. So, I will do my best to say the names properly. I, I always screw them up, but... Uh, speaking of complicated or weird names, uh, do you think sometimes when I'm saying things that I'm just, like, what I hear in my head, and I'm just, they when they come out, do you, does it sound weird to you guys? No. Called to make an appointment for my wiener dog uh, to get her hair done. That, that just weekend. sounded very weird. At the the Wiener Dog Hair Salon. And uh, I called them and they're like, uh, yes, um, can we help you? I'm like, yeah, I'd like to make a uh, hair and nail appointment. And they're like, all right, what's the last name? I was like, Cade. And they're like, and what's your fur baby's name? And I was like, Greta. And she's like, fur okay. Baby. Fur baby. And she comes back and she's like, okay, so I've got Greg at... 
Eight, checking in at 8 o'clock on Saturday. No. Who the hell may... Even if I did... Who in the history of dogs has ever named their dog Greg? Have you ever heard of a dog named Greg? No. You now never, I really want to. You like, never will. It's a dog named Greg. <laughs> but I just wanted to say, like... Did you really think I... You didn't question that? Like, Sounds like an American novel. A dog named Greg. Who the hell named your weird dog Greg? I mean, unless, s- unless it's, like, short for, like, you know... You know, Gregory? Gregory? Gregory Bark? <laughs> Gregory Peck. That'd be a good name for a bird. <laughs> very true. Very true. But I almost said that to him. Like, who the hell names your dog Wiener Dog Greg? But then I would have to find a new <laughs> pet salon to go to. And that'd be a whole thing. What is your major malfunction? I'm not the one calling Greg the Wiener Dog. Anyway. I just don't ever want to hear the sentence, you know. I mean, now I can all I can hear you saying is, oh, I had to get a hair appointment for my wiener. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> what? I named my wiener Greg. <laughs> uh, Gregory the wiener dog. Wow. I also did something the other day I never have done before. What's that? I listened to a cigar podcast. What? Yeah. So like somebody posted in my feed, and I just happened to be going out to work on the yard a little bit. Hit you at the right time. Hit me at the right, right time. time. So I was like, okay. It was one I had never, uh, they, I wasn't too familiar with. I'm not going to name names. Were they good like us? No. No. They're actually terrible. Oh. <laughs> and well, I'm convinced the only reason it existed was so these guys could hear their own voices. Hmm. Are you sure you're not talking about us? No, I believe we bring something to the table. I mean, yeah. we've got a format that we've kind of I do perfected. like listening to my voice after I finally got used to it. Over 88 episodes, I mean, I think we, we've definitely got a formula that, that works. <laughs> we really love listening it's to our voice for 88 episodes. Um, it's a formula. <laughs> it is a formula. No, this was just... It's a process. Just, it's like, I'm listening to this thing, I'm like, what's your point of being? Like, what, what's your... What's your specialty? What are you, like, what is this? What is your modus operandi? And it just kind of sucks, because I was, like, listening, and I'm like, you know what? Like, podcasts are just, they're, they're so, everyone's got one now. And it's kind of a joke how, we, you know, hey, we should do a podcast. But it's like, you know, if someone were to listen to this thing I was listening to, then they might not give other cigar podcasts a listen to, because they might just assume they're all just a bunch of... You know, nonsensical. Just I think that's the way podcasts are in general. And that got me thinking exactly that. Tut, I was like, you know what? I think podcasts are dying, and podcasters are killing it. Um, yes and no. It's not dying. It's actually growing. Uh, quite, I think it's quite gonna, rapid. I think it's yeah. I think it's going to hit. Uh, I, I, you mark my words. I think. There's going to become a time where people just give up on trying to search through the mucky muck yeah. for something. Because there's, there's, there's such good stuff out there. But the fact that all these chuckleheads get in there and, and, and muddy up the waters to where you can't find the good stuff or you just give Again, up. Again, are you sure you're not talking about us? No, I feel good about us. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll stand behind our product okay. uh, 365, 24-7. Well... Yeah, when I'm awake, and 
I actually listen to a podcast too. So go back to my, I'll go back no. to my other question. Was it good? It was a Dungeons and Dragons while drinking craft beer podcast. How was that? Uh, it wasn't good. Yeah. Roll for perception. First of all, they don't. They, well, they failed their roll for flavor. They failed the charisma check because oh. it was just it was dry. They weren't even like you know getting drunk these, or these anything. These guys I listened to had nothing. They weren't funny. They didn't have a, a... I couldn't tell what the purpose of the show was. They didn't really tell you that much about the cigar, and they just kind of guessed on some stuff. And then they didn't really give you any kind of insight or background. Um, and then the other stuff was just literally them talking. And they weren't interesting guys. That's the way I, I feel. I mean, because like when you play a rogue below you know level seven it's a different thing before when you finally get evasion and then once you get evasion and rogue the flavor after seven it's totally different and this podcast failed to deliver why are you why are you looking at me like that how much that? have i drank what are you oh is that dungeons and dragons talk? yeah remember earlier when i was like sometimes do, do when i say things does it come out like am I, do i have a disconnect between my voice and my brain i thought i was losing it Oh, okay. Um, did they like go into depth about the craft beer and give you some background on the craft beer? And the, uh, you know? no, they gave me background on what they were drinking, and that was it. Was it? It was literally like, oh, was this it like is theme appropriate? From, so what's your no? Not even what's not your even specialty? Yeah. If you're not going to educate on the beer, they if didn't you're find not, something that would like work with what they were doing already. Man, I'm just like. You know, I don't know. I actually met one of the guys uh, that was on the thing, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? We got a beer podcast too. We got a. I'm a, I'm a huge D and D guy. Let's let's work some similarities out." I could just see me showing up on their set. <laughs> let's get this drink on. <laughs> okay. yeah. Not even appropriate. Not like you know, dwarven pilsner. Oh, they didn't match Mine, the beer to the game. Oh, Mine, that'd be fun. Mind flayer ale. <laughs> I just uh, if you think that'll take your mind out, try this. <laughs> uh, my favorite's one of the Beholder Brown Owls. Oh yeah, that's again. I don't know what anything this you guys are talking about. <laughs> this is like listening to that stupid ass podcast I was listening to. <laughs> At least they were talking normal, I think. Uh, yeah, just mark my words. Podcasts are dying, and podcasters are killing it. Well, speaking, I'll keep my eye out for those podcaster guys. <laughs> Kick their ass when I see them. Just have a have a a re. Hey, what uh, what old Jonathan Drew tells me? Remember the raison d'etre or whatever it was the reason for being? The reason for being. What is your reason for being other than you just want to hear? You just want to have a microphone and, and have a podcast. Speaking of reason for beings, if you're going to shop on Amazon, head over to the TuesdayNightCigarClub.com website. Click on the Amazon link. Do all of your shopping from there. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and we get a little kickback to help pay the bills. And all you guys and gals out there, if you're looking for a fine cigar, like one of the ones that we're going to show on the show tonight, head on over to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com. Click on the Famous Smoke link. Do your shopping and then enter the promo code TNCC20, TNCC20, for $20 off any purchase over $100. That's like 20%. That's almost 20%. That's a better promo code you're going to get anywhere. TNCC20. You can get a real good deal on famous on the cigar we're having tonight. I'm going to tell you about it here in just a minute. Uh, you know what? I forgot to welcome everybody to the show. I was going on, <laughs> going on my, little, uh, my little... Your rant. Um, ah, just... I just 
you know what? I just fuck everybody. I'm just done with it. I, all I need is you boys. That's all I need. And, so, Gre- and Greg. My, by the way, this is my Greg, last, my wiener dog. This is Greg. my last show. So uh, can he make it to a hundred? Huh. <laughs> Um, welcome everybody. Uh, episode eighty nine of the Tuesday Night Cigar 89. Club. Uh, we had a, a one hell of a show last time. Yeah, we, hope we everybody a, enjoyed it because we're going to keep that streak going right now. We had a uh, <laughs> and time to drink. <laughs> we had uh, filmmaker Sky Borgman with us for three and a half hours dissecting every little bit of her very popular documentary, uh, Abducted in Plain Sight. I thought it went really well. Uh, we I behaved. Our, it's my favorite, my favorite interview. We the entire think, thing that we've done. We behaved ourselves for the most part. I think we sounded kind of smart at times. Um, well, she kept us in line. She has no, that I effect think. on the. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was a really good show, and it kind of classed us up a little bit here. Did a documentary, and uh, so tonight will be our palate cleanser to, to wash that classiness right out of our mouth. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was good that we, good. You know, we just, as we said, didn't devolve into our normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a documentary about a child being abducted and taken from her family. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can do that all you want tonight. We're back on safe, safe ground tonight. Uh, be our oh, it's it's gonna be. We can be ourselves, boys. We can be ourselves. Um. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, get to the movie here uh, just in a minute, but tonight. Uh, what I started, what, everything tonight came. We paired the cigar with a beer. And get this, we actually tell you a little bit about the cigar. We tell you a little bit about the beer. But just let a little it go, bit. man. Just let it go. Let and it go. Uh, not just, just kind of how we do things. Um, I if, based, anyone, if anyone's listening and they want to perhaps take notes, uh, uh, or you could just go away because we already do it. We, we don't need another one doing it. Um. <laughs> The cigar tonight started everything. I, pay, I pay, based the the beer pairing around the cigar, the movie around the cigar. That kind of backfired my face, but whatever. Uh, the cigar tonight is one that has been on my radar for quite some time. It is the High Clear Castle Churchill by Foundation Cigar Company. It is a 7x48, Connecticut shade-grown wrapper, Brazilian Matafina binder, uh, the filler is Jalapa and Omatepe grown Criollo and Corojo with the addition of an exclusive hybrid tobacco called Nicadan. I think I pronounced that probably wrong. Uh, get to price, as always, later. From the High Clear Castle Cigar website, this is what I got. Should I do this? It's an English castle. Should I try an English accent? Be my guest. Since making our way to London in 1826, Okay, that was you, you, it was Australian right at the yeah, beginning, but, but you started to go back. You started to go into it. Stick with All it. Right. Cigars have been enjoyed at High Clear Castle from the Fifth Earl Carnivore. Yeah, you can drop that. Okay, <laughs> you can drop that. <clears throat> Let me I'll just get you a little bowler and a bulldog and <laughs> Greg the bulldog. Greg the bulldog. Greg's never going to leave us now. All right. Here's what it says, damn it. Uh, since making their way to London in 1826, that's when the first cigars made their way to London, they have been enjoyed at High Clare. I hope I'm saying, I don't know if I'm saying High Clare Castle, right? High Clare? Uh, High Clare. High Clare. High Clare. Castle. From the 5th Earl Carnarvon to the present 8th Earl, members of Carnarvon family have shared the finest tobaccos with friends 
visitors, and royalty alike, where the tradition has been to retire to the library after dinner for whiskey and a smoke. I like that. I love that tradition. Me too. I mean, with us, it's in the backyard <laughs> with, you know. <laughs> but that's still a good tradition. Usually a warm glass of beer. But anyway, when the fifth Earl discovered, get this, the fifth Earl of Carnarvon discovered King Tutankhamun's tomb with Howard Carter. Oh, he, un- he undubitably celebrated with a cigar in hand. And then died from the curse. And then he was dead with the curse. <laughs> While the sixth Earl maintained a collection of smokes at the Ritz Hotel in London, where the Carnarvons have always kept a table. Until he died of the curse, too. <laughs> he was often seen curse. at Ascot, cigar in hand. I guess that's a, a bar in the Ritz Hotel in London. The where they kept a table. Are you sure he didn't? wasn't wearing an no, ascot? No, it didn't say he was on the scene wearing an ascot. Oh, okay. He was seen at ascot. Oh, okay. Uh, that is, sounds like a bar we would not be welcome at. Uh, table for three, please. Where's your ascots? That's Australian. Where's your ascots, mate? Actually, I could totally see us at a bar with ascots. Yeah, me too. Uh, is, that, is this not required for membership? No. <laughs> no, sir. Daniel Marshall get us in. <laughs> He'd be wearing an ascot. He'd be fucking A wearing an ascot. All right, I'm not done yet. Perhaps the current Earl, I guess they're like on the 8th. 17th. The 8th. Perhaps the current Earl said it best after recently hosting a friend from Belgium. Enjoying a high Claire cigar together, we had the most companionable hour in the warm summer late evening on the castle lawn as we looked back towards Sidown Hill. You couldn't imagine a more perfect sense of the relaxed enjoyment of life. Savoring a High Clare Castle cigar means taking time for you, your friends, and family, and it means slowing down to appreciate nature's bounty and the fruits of labor. I love it. And these guys know how to live. I huh? love it. Do you guys keep a table at any any place? <laughs> yes, I, I keep tables everywhere. Um, Tell you a table at reels. Uh, no, I do not have a table at Rial's. Oh, Rial's. Uh, no. I have a table at Yardine Corona, number 12. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep one at number 9. It's right the highway there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. He continues. We've endeavored to create a cigar worthy of this special history and hope you enjoy the High Clare Castle cigar as much as we have each step of the farming and production process. Okay, so that's what these Brits said. Fucking A, Earls. Our friend over at Famous Smoke Shop gave us this little more easily to break down info. Uh, taking inspiration from the hit show Downton Abbey. I was just about to say, because my wife and I just started Downton Abbey. This a is week where ago. they film it at High Clare Castle. That's the set of Downton Abbey. I am Abbey. very familiar with this cigar, then. There you go. Uh, so all those people in Downton Abbey are going to die from that curse. Earl. <laughs> Earl George Carnivon of Highclere Castle, it's uh, Hampshire, England, where they shoot the show, and Nicholas Melillo of Foundation Cigar Company um, put their heads together to recreate cigars of the early 1900s. The result was an ultra-smooth and creamy cigar that's blended with tobaccos grown at none other than... Where's this tobacco from? Who's, 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 whose farms this come from? A.J. Fernandez. There you go. His Nicaraguan farm, that's correct. The filler blend is a unique concoction of Jalapa and Ometepe grown Criollo and Corojo with the addition of an exclusive hybrid called Nicaden. The binder is a dark and sweet Brazilian Matafina, all kept off with a shade grown Connecticut wrapper. As you know, uh, Nicholas uh, Molino from Foundation is king of the broadleaf uh, 
you know, he's had a hand with Sokka and developing all the League of Nine, TVD2. He's just a, a guru of Connecticut tobaccos. That's where yeah. he, that's where he was from originally. Um, so um, it is perfect for a special occasion or sitting fireside with a glass of brandy. So the Brit said glass of whiskey. Famous Smoke Shop says glass of brandy. I'm we're, going with the Brits. We're gonna. Well, I was gonna say we'll we'll see how it goes. And with we beer. chose orange juice. <laughs> At least we're uh, taking a risk, damn it. Unlike those other podcasters. Well, I'm not going to die from that curse. Keep Can I healthy. just by talking about it? Can we get the King Tut curse? <laughs> well, I mean, if we're like lighting these cigars with like mummy remains or something, you know, <laughs> Trust disrespecting me for them in any episodes, you've been under the King Tut curse. That's true. Uh, yeah. That, that science. What a pedigree. A bunch of earls and a lot of history. And they uh, certainly, if they're going to collaborate with a cigar blender, there's nobody uh, out there more talented than. Nick R. Agua, as he goes online. Uh, Nicholas is... That's his tag. I on, get it. Uh, Nick. His name's Nicholas, Nick R. Agua. <laughs> uh, we did his wise man early in the show. No, I'm sorry. We did his tabernacle. Yeah. Uh, you and I smoked the wise man outside of the show. Um, did we not revisit it on the show? I, I think we did. Actually, actually we did. I actually we, did. We did. The first one was like real crazy. The second one was one, tempered a little bit. The one we had on the show was actually in. a little more dialed in. So we've yeah. done two of his. The Tabernacle, yeah. which I think you were, uh, you really enjoyed the Tabernacle. Um, yeah, their latest release, the Tabernacle, is awesome. Yeah, you said it was really good. Um, I haven't yet to have that one. Yeah. That's another thing, special seed. Uh, so yeah, we'll try to get that one on the show maybe later. If he doesn't disappoint tonight. Uh, from now on, you disappoint us. We're done with you. We're not featuring your cigars on the show anymore. That's no. kind of harsh. No, that's not true. No. What are you going to do? Strap them to a big phallic pole, grease it up, and you know, forever they're gone? Don't tempt me. <laughs> Did you bring that pole? I always have that pole. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, certainly a, a remarkable pedigree. Uh, before you talk about the beer, Yag Boy, the wrapper is just silky. Yes. It's uh, very just, rustic, too. Just, it looks rusty, but when you run your hands down, it's very silky. Uh, it's got just a minimal, minimal veins, just a beautiful light shade. Uh, smells like fine English oak. Yeah. What did I tell you the cold draw earlier before I... Nutmeg nut- and sweetness. Nutmeg and... I got nutmeg and sweetness on the on the cold draw. I'm not getting nutmeg, but I'm definitely getting some sweetness off of it. A little bit of sweetness? That's yeah. just nuts. You got nuts? No, I just said that's nuts. That's nuts. Oh, you haven't even... Okay, I'm sorry. Jumping ahead. Um, well, I'm going to jump ahead too and interrupt you uh, to have you introduce tonight's beer mm, tonight's beer brought to you by Sunny D <laughs> I'm sorry no 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 it is from very wonderful brewery Three Nations Brewing okay uh, located in Farmers Branch Texas oh is that? which is uh, up around Dallas it is in the DFW Metroplex just north of Irving oh, alright so, a little, little community there. Have we done a Three Nations beer? No, this will be our first. We have chose the Haze Wizard IPA. It is a New England-style IPA. Hey, England? <coughs> New England? Oh, England thought, Castle? I thought you were going Wizards and Castle. No, it works both ways. And it's oh. Wizard. Our movie has Wizards. Huh? Look at you. Yeah. Carry on, my good man. For some reason, Look I seem like that. Excuse me. Uh, Cody, my good fellow, <laughs> would you please carry on with your beer description? I need an ascot. 
Three nations named for using the three nations of Germany, Belgium, and England, because that's the styles of beers that they produce. Very good. It's kind of limiting themselves. What if they wanted to do something outside of that? Because well, this that's is the just only they, ones that they that's want their to thing. focus that's on. That's their thing. That's what they focus on. Hey. They've got a, a mission statement. That is correct. That's, that's what I was bitching about people didn't do. And now I was they're, and they're criticizing actually, they're them really specific. If you check out, they literally say you need to learn your craft before you make the beer. So, yes. Yeah. Maybe spend a year just kind of coming up with some material before you start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or you just turn on the mics and... Who would do that? Did it's we spend a year coming up with... Of course Tonight we did. Show. Of course, yes. <laughs> no, but we spent several years uh, basically Honing. laying the groundwork at the pub for what <laughs> became this. Well, oh, the, that is true. That is true. As the tagline as they go for the Hayeswood is the IPA lovers and haters alike will love. Uh, Hayeswood is a unique New England IPA, which is hazy in appearance, high in hops, and low in bitterness. It has a soothing flavor that makes you want another. Haze, Wiz- Haze Wizard is one for the ages and does not disappoint. I think it's too soon to say if it's one for the ages, but I will say... Um, I am not disappointed in this beer. I like it. Yeah. It's a 7.5 ABV, so I mean, it's it's got a little kick to it, but not really? overly strong. Really? Because that drinks easily. And yeah, it it, it's coming in like a English-style uh, IPA at 55 IBUs. So in, Seven and a half, though. That's the lowest we've had in a while. We've been doing yeah. some stronger beers. Uh, I was about to say. And, I mean, the, the New England style, they're, they're hazy or cloudy on purpose. Yeah. Um, it gives it a very smooth and uh, creamy mouthfeel. Yeah, and it's a that. departure from, like, the West Coast IPAs that, you know, end with a lot of hot It's kind of weird because on the front end, you get the citrus. You know, you get some of that grapefruit. And uh, a lot of the, the, the hot bite is on the front. But then you're right. it's cre- It's got a real creamy swallow. And then I just really... Uh, it just looks like a glass of Sunny D. I'm sorry, I'm having a really hard time. Like, <laughs> but it doesn't taste. Overly, where's my beer? It doesn't taste overly citrusy. I, I'm no, it does. Lots of citrus. I mean, I'm I mean getting like citrus. Lots of citrus. No, I'm not getting. I, I, I think the hops are killing it a little bit for it ha- me. It has like um, it's almost like a little like you know just a like a squeeze of lemon or something, but nothing. Oh, I'm getting like, orange juice, grapefruit juice, all of it. I'm just all I'm the getting grapefruit and a little bit of orange. Yeah. Uh, but I'm getting some really nice hops. But I, I always think that grapefruit is bitter, so that's where that, that mm, hop I, I, I can definitely in. see that. It goes down easy. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. Might as well give me another beer. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to need Let one. me get it on deck, because this is a smooth, smooth, smooth right. drinking beer. Uh, Yax, do you get anything on the cold draw you want to share? We're talking nutmeg. We're talking sweetness. <laughs> I definitely, the uh, sweetness is there. Jeez, three beers in. We haven't got to the movie yet. <laughs> can't, uh, really can't, like I said. We know what's in store for us. Yeah. It's very, very woodsy. Just you know, yeah, aroma. Yeah. Oh no, the the wrapper does have a kind of grassy, woodsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, but the the cold draw definitely a a sweetness there. Not not that sugary sweetness, but I'm, de- I'm not nutmeg. I, I can't say I'm getting that on my palate. So okay. I've refined my palate somewhat over the years to uh, discern s- baking spices. Well, if I had some mummy bones to light this, that might work out better. Oh, I forgot about the curse. 
My good gentlemen, I'm glad we come here uh, to our table at the corner of No Hope. Wasn't uh, King Tutankhamun uh, buried with his pet, Greg the Cat? Yeah. Mm. It was actually a Greg Hotep. Greg Hotep. <laughs> Surprising, a little bit of actually spice. Actually, be Greg Hopep. Hopet. A little spice on the nose. Yeah. And woodsy and leather on the draw. What you get, Dut? I don't know. I've only had like two pi- two puffs of it. It's far too soon to tell. You know, I, before I started calling out other podcasts, I probably should have made sure we had a well-oiled show to do ourselves tonight. <laughs> We're going to show them oiled. <laughs> what are you getting over there, Tut? I don't know. This is how it's done. <laughs> you wanted the best. You got us. Isn't that how Kiss says it every night? That's right. Something like that. All right. Well, uh, is, that, is that the best? We said you got us. <laughs> you wanted the best. Well, they were busy. <laughs> <laughs> I do get a lot of leather on that palette, man. Yeah, it's got, I've got a little light woodsy there, notes. It's, yeah. some, it's, it's actually more of a cedar, uh, cedar and leather, and then uh, some real nice, uh, you know, nothing crazy on the nose, but real nice spice. You don't get a lot with Connecticut cigars. Must be that Ometepe. And the sweetness rolls around like the jalapa. Are you getting sweetness on the draw? Not no. really. I'm getting a lot of leather. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let me introduce the film as you guys get your cigars going. The aroma is... It's a good aroma. When we started doing pictures before the show. I was yeah, like, when yeah, I first looked that nice. thing out, it smells that like I'm sitting nice. at my table at Applebee's. I keep a table there. <laughs> Smells like my table at the corner of NoHo. Yeah, this is about the only table that <laughs> welcome me. I actually got kicked out of here the other night. <laughs> I'm on probation. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let me do this film. Tonight's film is 1982's Sorceress. Sorceress. Uh, this is a film that's been on our... Was that on your watch list, too? It was on my watch list, I, or my recommended Oh, okay. Recommend. It went from the recommended on us. We bumped it up to our watch list on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's great poster. Really, oh, it's, man. it's fantastic. Really, awesome really good. Poster. Really good poster. Really good synopsis. Yeah. Where it's should like, we spend money in our budget on that poster? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta sit, let people sell people. Hey, man, they got us. They worked. Uh, but the I mean, it's like a, it's like a, a Frank Frazetta poster, man. It's, yeah, it's well, not quite. It's on that. It's on that it's, level. It's there. I mean, it caught my attention. It like, it's pretty dang attention. Sorceress. That's a stupid. Well, it's basically just. This <laughs> I don't know that movie poster. A barely <laughs> dressed chick and a big lion with wings flapping over and some laser beams. Shooting there could around. be something here. You know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to go right in and just jump. So you know what? We've been wanting to. We've been flirting around watching this movie, and I was like, well, hey, I've got this castle cigar. I really want to try. I bet it's a sorcery movie and barbarians and there's see guys with swords. There's got to be a castle in this movie. Boom. There we go. Get a wizard beer. We're, we're all set. And then there's no fucking castle in the movie. But whatever. There's barely any wizards. Uh, barely anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> Which makes sense because it was written by our old friend Jim Winorski of Swamp Thing 2 fame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Swamp Toss. Uh, Jim wrote it. Uh, it was directed, actually, under a uh, alias. He didn't necessarily <laughs> want credit for it. By a legendary uh, 70s director, Jack Hill, 
who I discovered, of course, Pam Greer with the Big Birdcage and the Big Dollhouse, and then went on to direct two of my favorite black exploitation classics, Coffee and Foxy Brown. Um, I, I went through a huge Pam Greer phase where I just. Uh, no, that's all I watched for for a long short time, and I mean uh, nobody uh, did did what uh, Jack Hill was doing back then. This is his last movie. And he's still alive. It's like Sorceress was. I'm done. Yes. <laughs> I'm done. Actually, that was probably Hollywood going. Yeah, you're done. Uh, you had mentioned actually was it supposed to be a Corman film you had read, and he, he Roger even Corman he owned it was the was the executive producer, and it none of the which will delve into but apparently nothing went right on this film and everything the way it was cut and all the stuff and he after doesn't, after he, it was he doesn't all take his name off anything after it was all said and done he didn't want to put his name on this film which is like we just said this man I mean think about it death race he he he's still putting his name on all those sharktopus movies yes which I mean you sharktopus and one of the things here I mean you know as, as we get into in the entire, almost the entire score for this film was literally ripped and reused from another of his films, Battle Beyond the Stars. That's what he, yeah. No, I, I, I know you recognize it. Probably. I mean, as soon as they started, I was like, I had to, I like, but I mean, it, I had that weird thing, like, wait a second, what? But, and, yeah. Because I was like, I'm, I'm looking away, and all of a sudden the music starts. And I'm like, wait, what movie am I watching? Well, that's what New World Pictures would do. I mean, they would recycle props. You would see the same alien stuff and every, you know, or spaceship design background stuff and all their, you know. Um, that'll be on stars and uh, what was it? Uh, uh, George Papard uh, oh, uh, like half the movie looks the exact same as, yes. as as everything else so it's interesting to me that you read that he didn't <laughs> he didn't want his name on this one because I you know to what me too I, I'm going to say this I've seen a t- shit ton of Roger Corman movies this is not anywhere close movie. to the worst no not at all have you seen Sharktopus? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, no. no, no, erase that. <laughs> Edit Sharktopus that out. versus Piranha <laughs> uh, Anyway, well, he's a little older now. He probably just, um, that's interesting. Okay, so there's a lot of interesting players in here. Um, man, I just got to really... Um, let's see if I can pick that up again. What you getting... I'm getting, you know, we say a lot. You get the leather, a leather tape, but this leather to me is is not a generic run of the mill. Um, man, it's just a richness to it, like old Mexican leather, fine Corinthian leather. I'm gonna go Italian. Italian. Like I'm wow. smoking a pair of Italian leather boots. I'm 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 getting a you know a leather it's, note, it, but I wouldn't. It's rich. It's just a very deep yeah. deep. Uh, if that makes sense, a very uh, it's got a lot of depth to it. It's nice. It's real nice. I'm not getting that much depth in my leather. But huh? You getting some cedar? Um, uh, maybe I'm getting a little bit more pepper through the nose. I'm getting pepper through the nose, cedar and leather on the draw. Very smooth smoke. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, good draw. And. Uh, I don't think it'll have a problem with the beer at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's not conflicting there. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> That's one thing. Right that as I complimented the beer, I sucked it down the wrong <laughs> pipe. And it's a curse! 
again, before I shit on other podcasts, I should really make sure nothing's going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, look at these assholes thinking they got their shit together. 20 minutes from now, we're just going to be with the defibrillator. He's alive. <laughs> he can make it. <laughs> and our fans are going to be like, it's about time. We, yeah, we knew this. This is the reason why we kept tuning in. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you wanted the best. There's probably some pool out there. 20 bucks says he's going to go probably to 400. It's going to be that guy. You think there's a thing in Vegas on if we're going to make there's it to a, 100? Not only that, there's a pool on which one first. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas. I'm sorry, Todd. What were we gonna say? Uh, over there. What were you gonna say? Uh, something about the beer? Uh, actually, this uh, New England style. Is, I, I'm trying to figure out how it would harm any cigar. Yeah, no, it's very. Uh, it's unique enough to where it it gets out of the way, but it also has enough spiciness off that front, bite off that front, but cream on that back to where I could yeah. see it kind of playing with a whole bunch of different. Cigars. You know where I could see drinking this beer. The perfect situation to enjoy this beer. Sitting underneath a lighthouse with some lobster rolls. Watching the waves crash against the rocks underneath you. As if perhaps you were in New England? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's where I got that idea. Huh. Have you ever sat at the base of a lighthouse eating crab rolls? Or lobster rolls? No. Might have liked to. Yeah, me too. Have you ever been in New England? No. Yeah, me neither. Well, yeah, we went to Boston. We did fly we into, Boston. into Boston. We, we weren't in Boston. <laughs> we, we drove through Boston. <laughs> we got the that hell counts. out of there as fast that as we counts. could. That that counts. Counts. Yeah, we got the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Connecticut considered New England? Yes. Yeah. We've been, we, we've been there. Yeah, Pennsylvania, been there. New England. We've been well, all Pennsylvania is not New England. I was, in, not, I was no. in Boston. I drove by the House of Pain. It was, it was good. Um... Two hours in a truck with Cody singing, jump around, and that's like, yeah, get out of there. Admired the graffiti. There's a lot of graffiti. A lot of graffiti. All right, well, Sorceress, uh, <laughs> I told you how it took part in their in their traffic jams. I was, I felt <laughs> oh, like I was part. We were driving. There's just that <laughs> random car on fire, just a huge flames shooting everywhere. When this this, feel, this this really does feel like Boston. I'm. <laughs> Did you get the Boston experience? <laughs> Saw a car on fire. I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's like, what the hell's the holdup? Oh. Right in car front of fire. us, the car just blew and up. And it wasn't just like smoking. It was a raging bonfire. <laughs> yeah. Like, how does... Unfortunately, I don't remember the trip back to the airport, but... I have never uh, in my life seen a car on fire. <laughs> like, someone had just, like, Drunk dumped him. gasoline and just lit a match. And the dude was just sitting over on the fence, like, over the side with on the cell phone. Was this on our way back? No, that was on the way there. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. You those. didn't look up. You were you were face down in the back seat the whole way home. Right. Tut got New England drunk. <laughs> Something was hazy. Oh. Tell you, you were the haze wizard that night. <laughs> I was definitely the haze wizard. Uh, all right. Well, I told fact, you, can you can y'all call me the haze wizard? I knew from he now was going to say that. I'm not doing that. I, I'm totally. Oh, all right. Totally I'll call him the haze wizard. You are. I will. Hell yeah. All right. I'm totally not going to do it. I remember when we did, uh, what was it, bikini uh, bikini summer summer bikinis or whatever it was, and I wanted to be called Mad Dog, and you guys wouldn't get on board with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, not no, doing that. No. Mm-hmm. Nope. There's got to be a, a... To earn the nickname Mad Dog, really, it takes something special. 
I'm not going to say you won't earn it. Haven't haven't partied enough in front of you, have I? <laughs> what, what else do I have to do? <laughs> oh, can we get on this movie? I haven't killed myself with alcohol just yet. There's actually some other things I want to talk about before we get to tonight's movie. I've Deep made some other observations over the last week. <laughs> No, no, sorceress. We start things off in the middle of the night as a small team of torch-bearing soldiers on horseback led by the evil wizard Trigon invade a small makeshift camp in the woods. The men make do quickly of their weaker opponents, killing several guards and even an old, poor old woman. Stab her right in the belly. Felt like she was going to be an important kid. Oh, I was wrong. Nope. Trigon takes a small child from the old lady's dead hands as she's falling. (laughs) And he smiles. Kalgara will be pleased. This is, child is going to be his sacrifice, he huffs. A perfect sacrifice for the god Kalgara. But just then he hears a second set of babies, baby cries. And he looks over there and he realizes that the mother is hiding a twin under her robe. It turns out there's two babies. Twin girls. And when the mother refuses to reveal which twin is the firstborn, because that's the one that Trigon needs for a proper sacrifice to Kalgara... Trigon instructs one of his soldiers to destroy her, ro- destroy her womb with the what's it called the talon. The talon, which is basically this cheesy little hand uh, puppet with Wolverine like three butter knives strapped to its fingers. For you players of Skyrim out there, it looks like a dragon claw. Does it look like three butter knives stuck to the end yes. of a mannequin hand? Yes. And the guy just starts scraping up her belly with this thing. Ouch. Do you think this is where George Lucas got the hiding Luke and Leia idea from? No, Uh, this this is 82. 82. Which, I mean, for 82, you would think, you know, we've advanced enough making movies that we wouldn't have to see the... The, the talon or well we don't actually see it go into her belly right no. but she we just see this really bad actress yell out Krona Krona and all of a sudden just like that a bolt of lightning shoots down from the heavens and Krona appears who looks like God which well uh, he looks like an old dude with a beard well, and some robes I was thinking I was thinking like a young Moses huh? not necessarily yeah, God look, but, kind of hip. but a hip yeah, yeah a he looked kind of like a hip uh, it would have been a lot cooler if he talked like yeah. No, this is just a dude in a robe and a beard. A lot of these, a lot of guys in robes with beards in this movie. Uh, and he kicks all of Trigon's men's asses. He's remark. He's an older guy, but he's remarkably fast. Do they speed up the film? Do you think? Oh no, he was they like, did. Doing crazy, like quick moves. I think he was the only one that he probably had an action background. I in think movies. it was a stunt man wearing that beard, and they could have put anybody underneath it. Yeah. As he marches towards Trigon, he tells him, "I didn't train these men to butcher women." And then he asks Trigon, am I about to take your first life or finally your third? I guess Trigon has three lives. He wants to know he's about to kill him, which one it is. Trigon's eyes turn green, weakening Krona's powers. Krona's like, no, no. <laughs> Illusion. This is their everyone's reaction to anything they don't like in this movie or any kind of threat. Illusion. They just put their hands up and just kind of do this. No, no, no. no. I made that same thing here about halfway through the movie. No, no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My kid walked in the living room. No, no. <laughs> I've become weakened. I, I can't reach the remote to stop it. I'm, I'm stuck here. Uh, until his power, Krona's powers are weakening. Until Trigon is suddenly speared from behind by the children's mother with her last dying breath. The evil wizard falls to his knees and reveals, unfortunately, that it's his first life. I'll be back. 
uh, and when the moon is in the house of the dragon once more, he shall return. He then disappears into a digitized green glow, and Krona lays his hands on the two girl children. That's what the mother calls them. Krona, you must care for my girl children. Girl children? Okay, girl children. Well, he he Oh, you gods and the games you play on us. Well, he had just told the mother, I will make these the finest warriors in the land. But they're girl children. Take care of my girl children. Oh. Oh. Um, Look, I I exclusively work with boy children. This isn't... (laughs) This is way out of what I do. Just just take them and run. Look, I just saw abducted in plain sight. I I gotta go. I don't know what the laws are I, here. I don't want to uh, get involved in this. Uh, no, he lays his hands on them. And uh, from this moment, these two yeah. shall be as one and share Krona's powers. That's kind of cool talking about yourself in the third, third person. person. Jason always uh, loves when he does that. I bestow on you the secrets of sorcery and the fighting skills of the masters. As he does this, the babies are covered in a blue glow from his hands. Later that night, Krona knocks on the door of Dargon and his wife. He asks them to care for these children as their own. Boy, he passed that one off quick. <laughs> Krona, will you care hey, for them? mother's dead. I got it. Yeah, I got absolutely. out. Absolutely. Be safe with me. One hour later, here, take them. <laughs> but this guy, he's just bad. <laughs> you see, he and his wife owe Krona big time for saving their lives a while back. And luckily, Dargon's wife has enough milk in her boobs to easily feed two more along with their newborn. She says that to Krona, like, look at these things. I can easily get two more kids on these. He's like, uh-huh, yeah. Feeding <laughs> uh, the whole village over here. Well, Does it work that way? Sure. Okay. Krona are, warns... Are we going to question sorceress? <laughs> Krona warns them uh, <laughs> that someday men will come for these girl children, so they must be raised as boy children to evade suspicion. Dargon says he understands, but we'll quickly learn that apparently he didn't understand the shit one bit. He didn't do anything to complete that mission. So then, this movie doesn't fuck around. Boom, we cut to the house of the dragon exactly 20 years later, where a sexy priestess, Delicia... Delicious. Delicious, uh... <laughs> Boy, she is something. She's, she's nice. Has gathered her army before her. The moon is shining down on them, and it's time for their master, Trigon, to return. And with the bashing of a gong, he does appear in the same green digitized cloud that he vanished in two decades earlier. Boy, he had an age today, and he's still wearing the exact same clothes. Well, I mean... Where's he been? He's in Corporal. He's, uh... Yeah. Well, the priestess drops... Maybe that's just like his like his best robe. He likes to wear it on special occasions. I guess. Well, he he starts walking the priestess, who's summed him back. It's called branding. Delicia, she drops to her knees in front of him and kind of opens up her thing. Oh, yeah. And he just looks at her and walks right by. Hairy armpits. <laughs> it was hairy armpits. Because I was like, uh, oh. <laughs> Uh, but dude, so he he's going straight forward, and he's like, eh. and then he goes out, and he's going to dress his uh, ancient times, his warriors, different beauty, yeah, well, standards. Next time we see her, she shaved those pits. <laughs> uh, he goes out, and he tells his soldiers to go seek out the two who are one, so he can summon Kalgara and rule the world. The hunt is on for the twins, the girl children, who the boy children. We should when we cut now, we should see them as boy adults. Okay. Twenty years later, right? How'd that work out? I'm glad he like gave, he was really descriptive to his men. Find them. 
The two who are one. We're on it. <laughs> who? Did you? Uh, you got a hair uh, color? Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Uh, height? Weight? They, do you know any names? One of them named Greg, maybe? Nationality? I mean... Greg. Greg one and Greg two. We'll go with it. Thank you. Now we're going... Now we're getting now somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Speaking of the two who are one, we now join the 20-year-old twin sisters as they skinny dip in a beautiful creek. Hello. It's a really cinematic fairy tale setting. Like oh, the, the, it's just so beautiful. No, I'm not talking about their boobies. I'm talking oh, about the... I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought the forest <laughs> stuff looked really good. Like, it looked... Nice. Whatever. I'm not going to get anywhere with Cinematic? you guys. No, 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 no. I, I love the look of the the forest stuff. It was really shot well. There's a, Actually, there's quite a few things in this that are shot well. And the twins aren't hard to look at either. Um, they're just playing around naked they in the water. They are definitely shot well. Their playful swimming is soon interrupted by a satyr. Am I saying that right? No, that's yes. not a satyr. It's a pan dude. Yeah, satyr. Half oh, is that what that is? Well, the character's here. name is Pandu. Panda. Panda. Pando. 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 Listen. I just call him pan. The I just call them a pan. The satyrs like, are one of a class of lustful, drunken woodland gods. In Greek art, they were represented as a man with a horse's ears and tail. But I guess it was Roman? in Roman representations, yeah, they're a man with a goat's ears, tail, legs, and horns. Right. So this is the Roman representation. I always thought the satyrs satyr. were. Uh, I always oh. thought of satyrs with the horns. So yeah. Yeah, and that's what we have here: a goat boy. That's what that dude in Clash of the Titans got turned into. Um, a very disturbing-looking goat boy. He wasn't a very—he wasn't a drunken playboy, though. No, he was all evil and stuff. Uh, the twins can't figure out what that large horn-shaped thing is hanging between his legs. They assume it's a weapon. Papa said never trust strangers. So they emerge naked from the water and kick his goat ass, prompting him to run away into the forest. Uh, Yax, was that the goat boy's penis that they were baffled by? Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, uh, by the way, I hate this dude. The goat boy? Yeah. How come? He's just creepy looking? <laughs> <laughs> and I was watching this on headphones, so it was like... It's, 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 the goats sound it like was a, It was a bleat. It was definitely bleeding all over the place. Uh, My ears are bleeding after I I didn't like him just because he was really, really creepy looking. He was so creepy looking, dude. Yeah. And the girls realize that they should head back home. The the goat boy might be going to cause trouble. So they put on their matching leather caps and their matching animal skin mini skirts. Because they're boys. Again. It's a tunic. Dargan just couldn't have done a worse job concealing their gender. What the hell? Raise them as boys. You got it, boss. Here's your mini skirts. Shave your legs daily. <laughs> oh, wait. You have these giant pendulous breasts. We don't want to strap those down. Let's let those flap around everywhere. <laughs> and as you're apparently boys and you're now in your 20s and you have zero facial hair, <laughs> no one will question a thing. No. That's what no that, literally, no one doesn't. No one does. <laughs> Here, put on these boys' caps. They're boys. How can you tell? Look at those caps. Look at those caps they're wearing. <laughs> No woman would wear that. Well, it turns out when they return home, it is too late. Trigon's warriors have already begun slicing and dicing their stepmother, violently raping their stepsister, burning all the huts, and despite him putting up a valiant fight, complete with nunchucks. <laughs> they have nunchucks back then? Apparently so. I was like, wow, that, <laughs> these influences are everywhere. I was just I'll like, pick up my sword and defend them. I, I was expecting something from Conan where he defends the villain. Nunchucks. <laughs> Not really effective on guys with horses. 
in I was just bows and for, arrows. I was really like just waiting for him to do like the whole Bruce Lee thing like just, him and stuff. No, he, um, he barely swung it once and he they, got stabbed. They filled him full with arrows. It's really not much of a defense. Uh, the two who are once storm into battle encased in the mystical blue glow bestowed onto them by Krona. After easily taking out Trigon's warriors, the girls are approached by the red-bearded Baldar of Hamartin uh, and his sidekick, the Goat Boy. He tells the lads, he thinks they're boys, Those that cats. he's never seen such fighting skills in all his 56 battles, and he's clearly never seen a girl before either. And he is dressed like an... 1980s barbarian Viking, complete with horned helmet, uh, skirt, and chainmail. Let's not forget no, the glorious plate mail. plate mail and the glorious red beard. Red beard, red beard, and yeah. mustache that looks like it's growing straight out of its nostrils, uh, which was clearly just glued on. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. The lads give their adopted family a fire funeral, as is their way. As the goat boy plays a little song on his pan flute. Hi. Quick question, and this is for Cody because I know you're not gonna know. Oh, that was. Did you ever rude. watch the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon in the eighties? No, only losers. Yes, I watched every episode. Okay, so the barbarian kind of dressed like that kid. Yes, and then the constant bleeding of Pando is like that little unicorn dude. Very much so. Okay, was that like a? I thought. Surely that came after this movie. It did. Okay. All right. Well, maybe this movie influenced... Well, you know, I mean, like I said, this movie came in 82, which also in the glorious year of 82 came one of the... Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Which I'm going to... I want to get to that later. All right. But... Um, So, as as a comparison, yeah, there... Which... There is no comparison. But yes, the the Dungeons and Dragons, you know, you're. I don't know. If, I'm if comparing Tut to something in my head with that whole. <laughs> this is for Cody. You wouldn't know. Oh, did you watch Dungeons and Dragons the cartoon? You'll never know. <laughs> he did remind me of a cartoon character though. There was some cartoon with a little red, a little redheaded. Uh, oh, he looked about as stereotypical as you. You really get couldn't get more 80s. redheaded uh, medieval guy. <laughs> hey, it's where uh, Mel Gibson got that redhead guy in Braveheart based on this dude. Brendan right? Gleeson's character, straight out of Sorceress. Probably. <laughs> Suddenly, our old buddy Krona shows up now. Boy, talk about a day late, dollar short. Looking like old Moses. And now they've replaced his brown beard with a long white beard, but everything else is the exact same. Um, he tells Mira and Mara, it's weird, because the mom never told him their names, and he just kind of just busted out with these names for him. He's celestial. He should know. When did that get established? He tells them that it was he who gave them their sweet fighting skills and that they must use their powers to avenge their family by killing Trigon. But ordinary weapons will be of no use. They must use sorcery and the name Vital when the time comes. Krona then walks into the funeral pyre and burns himself alive. Feels bad. He's like, these people are dead because I gave the... I'm going to go join them. It's the least I can do. He just walks into well, the Well, I've come back from the, from the mystical plane. I'll kill myself. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I had a good run. Uh, and he, he burns himself alive. They clasp hands, uh, the girls clasp hands, the lads clasp hands with Baldar and agree to join forces as he says, we will have victory by Ragnarok. Hey, like the Thor movie. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Uh, the end battle, the end of days. 
Ragnarok in Norse mythology is a series of future events, including a great battle foretold to ultimately result in the death of a number of major figures. I'm dropping all sorts of... Wow, that's... Yes. Pretty deep. Speaking of future events, you boys know what I want to do in the near future? What do you want to do in the near future? That's right, you guessed it. I want to get my hands (laughs) on some of these small cigar tins from our friends at Drew Estate. The Drew State Tin Collection now includes several acid selections. I personally dig the little Candela. Uh, Ambrosia Clove Tiki, Sweet Baby Janes, Isla del Sol, Sun Grown, mm-hmm. and Maduro. Hoya de Nicaragua and Tano, 1970. Do they have a 1970 tin? Yeah, they came out in 1970 tin. Okay. Hoya Red and Black, Kentucky Fire Cure Ponies, Sweet Ponies, Swamp, Swamp Sweets, La Root and Dirties, La Vieja Habana, Habano, Maduro, Connecticut Shade, Liga Pravada Number 9, T52, Tobacco Special, Dolce, and Negra, uh, Undercrown Maduro, Shade, Sunground. Basically, what I'm telling you is there's a Drew Estate cigar <laughs> that you enjoy, and you want a miniature version of it to smoke in this balls cold weather. Go out and find yourself some DE tins. I've actually I'm had, sorry I wasn't listening. Could you read that again? Uh, do we start just read the list again? <laughs> I've actually had the nines, uh, and they're pretty good. We, like I said, we, if it's cold outside or you got a little yeah. short um, window of time that you can't do like a knockout an hour, yeah, go um, for it. They're, they're, they're priced really great. We, we smoked a lot of the nines, the undercrowns. I want, um, to get my hands on, I want to get my hands on the Sweet, sweet Janes. Jane's. I'm yes. very curious to see how the Sweet Jane tins yeah. uh, are. So, um, yeah, go seek them out, and uh, you will not be disappointed. And, by the way, if you're going to seek them out, go to the TuesdayNightCigarClub.com, click on the Famous Smoke banner, and then enter the promo code TNCC20. They run a little under 20 bucks a piece. You can get yourself, like, six tins. They'll get you over 100 bucks. Get, boom, 20 bucks off. It's like getting a free tin. Yeah, it really is. Can't beat that. How are you guys liking the cigars? Speaking of cigars, how are you guys liking this cigar? These cigars are actually uh, acquired from Famous Smoke Shop. How about that? Um, I am going to put this a little outside my wheelhouse. Uh, I like it. It's just, it's a little bit more one notesy woodsy leather. Uh, I think it's very refined leather. Your Italian polished boot leather aside. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cedar and leather. Where it's a good, it, the combination's working really well for me, and the spice is is nice on the nose. It's it's a really pleasant cigar. It is a very it pleasant is. cigar. I, I, yeah, don't don't take my criticism of it being out of my palate. You know, as as it's bad. I mean, just it's just not it's just not the cigar for me. Even though it's a well constructed cigar, and it's a nice tasting cigar. It is, and I can't get over that. I'm still smelling the aroma. It's it's one of the, the better. The aromas. You're right. The aroma is one, one of the better the aromas, aromas we've had here at the table in a while. It's yeah. just uh, yeah. You lit mm. that up, and it lit me up. Uh, I like lighting you up, Ted. <laughs> um, you like it? I would think this would be uh, yeah. very, yeah. very oh, much no, in your wheelhouse. I really like it. The little bit of the pepper on the retro is really great. Like, I mean, it's it's light. Um, that you know, you know, as he said, you know, maybe it's it's a kind of a one note deal. But I mean, so far, I mean. If it stays, if it can, st- if it's keeping that same profile this all the way through, I mean that's that's a solid smoke. It's got a little <coughs> bit of gram on that retro, which is very nice. Uh, I like the fact that it's not it's not a strong cigar, 
but it holds its own. It's not. It's it's not weak. It's not a no, mile. No, it's not. I, I would say uh, medium body, medium strength. Yeah, um, but a, but a nice full medium. Not yeah. a lot of times you'll see. Oh, well, it's a medium, with, and I'm like, with Connecticut. Yeah. Sure, it's uh, it's it's got to be. I think the Jalapa, um, you know, tends to give things a little bit of balls. I think uh, going with the the Brazilian. I'm surprised it's not even a little bit strong with that Brazilian with that binder. Modafina binder and then a you know just strictly Nika filler. Um, yeah, I think maybe it's a testament to just what a really refined Connecticut wrapper uh, it is. That the I think the wrapper is having a lot of say in the cigar. Oh, we're saying that it's strong but very reserved in the proper English manner. I really felt like I really feel like we should have wore ascots tonight. <laughs> I dropped we dropped the ball. Oh, we did. Well, you I told you to wear a wizard hat. You dropped that ball. Look, I don't have a wizard hat. Now other podcasters are going, I know their trick. It's just ascots and wizard hats. <laughs> traffic cones everywhere. You just spray paint it purple and put it on your head. I swear if we look at some other podcasts and they're wearing wizard hats and ascots. Uh, Lawsuit. Ask them if they need a producer. Uh, you sell out. Can I come with you? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, we've already got a Cade. Oh. Uh, what about a Greg? <laughs> Do you have a Greg? Do you have a Greg? I can be Greg. We listen to your podcast, and we've got one on order. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, we join Baldar, Goat Boy, and the lads with perfectly smooth-shaven legs as they, <laughs> as they enter a busy marketplace. A little trivia for you. That creepy as shit Goat Boy, we've had him on the show before. I'm the dying, to, I'm dying to know this, dude. Pando? Yes. Is played by an actor named David Milburn, who, speaking of Mad Dog, was one of the horny teens hired to redecorate the beach house in Bikini Summer, which we reviewed way back on episode 34. Yeah, I totally wouldn't remember the this The photographer? Guy. Yeah, I totally don't remember that dude. That's Pando. One of those first? I'm just nodding my head. <laughs> I, I don't know. You guys don't have any memory of Bikini Summer, do you? I remember Bikini Summer. That was the one with the Russian guy who let the band play and they'd spy on him when they were peeing in the in the club bathroom. Oh wait, that was a couple movies we did. Wait, that was the cross dressing Mario Van Peoples? No. That was No, that was Man Intervention. That was Man Intervention. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, we did movies. a double feature Bikini Summer and Bikini Car Wash and uh, he he was in uh, Bikini Summer. Third, which one was the uh, the Australian beach? Wet and Wild Summer. Oh, okay. That was with Bobby yeah. McCain. Oh, okay. Yeah, we do a lot that was of the summers. That was the deeds. Well, originally tonight, deeds. guys, was supposed to be our big spring break episode. Yeah. And uh, Cody and I huddled here a couple of days ago in the corner of Hope. Uh, I was having trouble finding a good TNA spring break party movie. Uh, we watched a movie called Bikini Academy. And while it had a ton of tits and ass, it just didn't have any heart. Yeah. And we need, we need heart. So I was like, I'd watched like five 80s party movies trying to find it and I just gave up I was like fuck it sorceress we're doing it check it off the list by the way I didn't notice any other goat boys in this market and nobody looks twice at goat boy well nobody ever looks twice at the little monkey creature that goes around that's uh, true yeah alright yeah it was the what we say it's the eighties. It was the whatever that was back then. <laughs> it was ancient times. No one questioned it. The gods. It was six hundred BC. You know how things went. Back they then. rolled the dice. The funny thing is, every time I, I every time I have an inner monologue 
that like tries to explain away the ancient times, it's always the wizard from Conan. It's like, it was ancient times. I thought it was gonna oh, be the go Mako. boy. <laughs> 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 oh god, I hate that dude. What's happening? <laughs> hey, maybe I can do the rest of the show in Goat Boy's voice. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Anywho, <laughs> there's <laughs> children running around, fire breathers. Tons of fake bushy mustaches. <laughs> There's lots they of slap those on every extra. <laughs> Middle Eastern music playing. Just a lot of hustle and bustle. It's a very busy little little town. This is a nice marketplace. They wa- It was a very nice marketplace. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. They watch as a thief has his hands lopped off by a battle axe, while belly dancers gyrate around. This is one happening play. It's kind of like most Eisley with titties. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, I was waiting for Balder. You'll never find a bigger hive of scum and billy. Wait, and wait. Did, you'll never find a bigger hive of gyrating belly dancers and pendulous titties. Uh, and people are screwing, too. They're like, they'll like put a blank, uh, like uh, put up a blanket and just start screwing. It's, it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Bohemian? Titillating? Bohemian. Titillating? That's really how bohemian works, but. Well, Bohemian as in the French version, not the Czech version. No. I'm getting a little bit of Bohemian leather on this thing. <laughs> bohemian leather? Wait, the French Bohemian or the Czech Bohemian leather? Yugoslavia. <laughs> That's Czech. That, that no longer exists. These are supposed to be in the spirit of the early 1900 cigars. That means Nick did his job if I'm getting Yugoslavian leather on this thing. Actually, Yugoslavia wasn't around in the 1900, early 1900s. It wasn't. I'm going to go join that other podcast. Mid-century. <laughs> Look, let's talk about how after World War II, things were... Re- There's a dice game going down in the square, and the locals are none too pleased that a smart-ass barbarian white guy's winning every round. I love this dude. He's from the Blue sweet, Lagoon and uh, the pirate perm. movie. No, he was not. He just had curly hair like that guy. <laughs> One of the belly dancers comes around, and the barbarian playfully takes a bite on her butt cheek. Yeah, it was a nice mm. butt cheek. That she kicked out of the Yellow Rose one time, if I remember correctly. She, I was already tied up. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? I was hungry. And that really sends these. Do you other remember when we had a table at the Yellow Rose? That was fun. And then Cody bit that lady in the ass. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I get my normal table? I brought my ass guy. <laughs> we we used to have a table at the Yellow Rose. <laughs> and he said no because you bit my ascot. <laughs> uh, well, this sends all the other warriors that he's playing dice with into a tizzy when he bites this chick's ass. A huge fight breaks out, and as Baldar watches the action, he immediately recognizes the barbarian as Prince Ehrlich. Ah, Ehrlich. This string bean barbarian is kicking all kinds of ass. Now, like you said, this is where I want to talk about Conan. If this movie had came out in 84 after Conan... There's no way you could call this dude a barbarian. No. Conan <laughs> kind of set the bar for barbarian. This guy, I mean, he looks like Tut in a loin cloth. No offense. No, no, actually, thank you. I mean, I'm like... Uh, <laughs> I mean, this guy nice. is, I mean, this guy just... He's not a barbarian. He's like 20-year-old Tut in a loin cloth. He's, he's just like a baby face. He's got no muscle tone. He's just kind of like, I really felt like, you know, they had to, like, cut... A few times during the scening, just all right. Put more oil on him. <laughs> really, just really rub that all yeah, over. Yeah, they, they did oil him up really well. 
but yeah, so I guess well, you know, that's like that's like the black dude he was playing dice with. That dude was a barbarian. That dude was, a barbarian. Yes. That dude was like huge. This guy was a goofball. Um, but you know what? They came out same time as Conan, so I'll, I'll give it a pass. Um, well, Baldar and the lads, the lads who give men boners for some reason. <laughs> They're not lads, you asshole. What sorcery is this? <laughs> sorcery? They just have giant knockers. Baldur probably questioned himself. I'm questioning so many. I must pray to my gods. I, As I watched the lads shower. This has never happened morning, to me before. I felt things I've never felt before. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the lads do their chores today, and I became unusually aroused. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, do you think Baldar and the Goat Boy ever got? Oh yeah, yeah. You know they traveled. Happened. They just wandered the land together. It they gets had to, lonely out there. Yeah, that's disgusting. And then the Goat Boy would have to be on bottom with that giant horn penis. I'm just. I don't know. Baldar looked like he could. He went 56 battles. He can take a beating. <laughs> just go ahead and give me like eight more beers. <laughs> Need to erase that from my memory. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's what I get for straying from my notes. Where was I? Oh. Uh. Um, oh. Baldar the lads, uh, taking a beating. The lads and Baldar join in the fight, and soon they've wiped out the whole town. Just then Trigon's goons enter the city, and the crew flees with Greg Brady. I mean, Prince Urlock. Uh, and he... <laughs> Dude, come on. That guy is totally Greg Brady. <laughs> it's totally Greg Brady. He's a blonde Greg Brady. Uh, they... they, Because they, uh, Urlock knows Baldor, and they all run away together. <laughs> Uh, they find refuge in a small little... I say hut, but I mean, it's just like... The city is just like... It's a hovel. A hovel. A little hovel. A little room where Ehrlich tells the lads they can wash up. Uh, so they remove their tops to reveal, hey, they're not lads at all. Baldar is stunned, and Ehrlich is instantly horny. But here's the thing. The twins don't know they're girls. Papa had always told them they're boys, and they just didn't know the difference. So that was the extent of their adoptive dad's pledge to Krona. That's all he did. He just told him, you're boys. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The checks. I did what I told Krona I would do. <laughs> Check. Uh, no effort whatsoever, TNCC style. There's not much education back in those Tuesday days. Tuesday Night Cigar Club, I need you to raise these girls as boys. You got it. We'll do it. We owe you big time for saving our lives. You're boys. You guys need another beer? <laughs> Where's those mini skirts? But Papa, these things on our your boys, <laughs> all boys have them, just yeah. not as big and pendulous. Go fetch Excuse my wizard me, what, hat from the. <laughs> what's the laws on this? I mean, they're technically not ours. Oh, this guy, the laws adopted in plain sight. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one law: Krona's law. They're boys. Ehrlich even makes a gesture to them as if he's cupping breasts, like, but you guys have these thingies. And he's smiling, too. Like, He's all worked up, but they still don't see a difference between them and the men. So basically, Yax, am I right? Everyone in this movie's an idiot. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, they are. That is film analysis. That is film analysis. Yeah. The powers of deduction and understanding <laughs> of filmography yeah. is extraordinary. I'm a podcaster, baby. I know what I'm doing. Well, once he hears they're hunting down the evil sorcerer Trigon, Ehrlich says he's out. 
That's why he ran away from his father's kingdom and his royal crown. He wants a peaceful life of wandering around and doing nothing. A style. Cheating and gambling, <laughs> biting girl, random girls' asses. Just peace. And besides, from what he's seen, the it's lads... It's a pretty good life. I mean, I'm not going to oh, yeah. lie. Well, from what he's seen, the lads can take care of themselves just fine. Uh, the men leave the twins to rest up. They say they'll be safe in the hovel, but they don't realize that a belly dancer, the one he bit on the ass, has been eavesdropping this entire time. That's not good. The dancer then tricks the twins into following her. She says Ehrlich has been taken by Trigon, so they run outside and they're immediately captured under some nets. Because that was about five minutes ago. Yeah. They've been captured already. That was quick. I tell you, there's one thing about the 80s. They love nets, man. It's like, if you're going to catch somebody, nets. Yeah, I'd like to see nets brought back. Yeah. You guys watch all those Marvel movies. Anybody get caught in a net in those things? No. No, it's, it's... some, some people got caught in you know Spider-Man's web, but that's not yeah, it. Yeah, not, that's yeah. not it. Yeah. Well, Baldar and Ehrlich are alerted to trouble by Goat Boy. <laughs> that is a nice smelling cigar. That it really, really does really smell really good. Is. And you know what? Real quick before we get into this battle, uh, right? I'm, bumping that I'm a little before the halfway point, I guess. Um, I man, I haven't smoked a Churchill in a long time. I love Churchills. Yes. For me, it's the perfect size cigar. Agreed. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit of creaminess in the, the midway point. Mm-hmm. You getting it? Yes, I am. It's joining the, the cedar. It's kind of pushed itself out. It's now just that leather. And I'm getting a really smooth kind of creaminess coming through. Um, I did not see that coming. I thought I was in store for what you were saying. The same profile. It yeah. just seemed to be headed that way. But nope. Nope. Get a little bit of cream. Well, naturally, I'm going to miss out on the cream. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am picking a little bit more of a gram and, you know, just a... No. On the retro, you're getting graham cracker. Yeah, on the graham, there's uh, on the retro, there's a graham. There's a spice there that I can't quite put my finger on either. I almost went cinnamon, but it's not cinnamon. It's not that sweet. Montreal steak seasoning. No. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Might be a fennel, a thyme. I don't know. Paprika. It's not paprika. Not smoky enough. Perhaps it is fennel. To be continued. Um, when Goat Boy tells... I, I tell him to look. Just little seeds, right? Little fennel yeah, seeds? Fennel seeds. Yeah, seeds. I don't know what the hell those taste like either. Sage. Sure. Yeah. I don't cook with I sage. I do know what sage is. Uh, no sage. Yeah. No rosemary. No, no. It's not rosemary. No. Uh, Goat Boy <laughs> alerts Baldar and Ehrlich that the girls are in trouble, so they race off to help the twins. Pando just turned into Lassie. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I just can't stop looking at that gigantic penis of his. Look, cover up. Put some pants on. Baldar's sword comes in front of your eyes. He's mine. <laughs> I was just looking, man. It's all right, Baldar. It's all right, dude. Jeez. Uh, well, Princess Delicia shows up. Oh, hello. Remember her? The hey, how are you? Oh, What's man, she on? is just Are gorgeous. you doing okay? I mean, I like, I like magic. Uh, who doesn't? Your armpits don't bother me at all. <laughs> well, no, we're going to see if she, she takes care of that. Uh, she arrives with great fanfare. They carry her in on one of those old things. What are those called? The acts where they bring people in on... A litter. Thank you. Will you guys carry me into the next barn smoker no. in one of those things? No, absolutely not. I'll roll you in on a wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's, well, it's more likely that we roll him out on a wheelbarrow. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> Can I wear an ascot? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I insist. You have to wear other clothes with the ascot. Oh, never mind. I'm out. All right. So you get the wheelbarrow. I'll get the monkey suit. <laughs> this is the last part book. Forever for anybody. We, we ruined the experience for everybody. <laughs> but then it'll actually make sense. That's, not, that's the last time we let these monkeys in. <laughs> well, princess, or I guess she's priestess. She's not really a princess. Yeah, she's a. She, she's well, a, no, she is a princess. I thought she was. I she thought was she was supposed to be the sorceress. I thought that that was who was on the poster. Yeah. When I saw her, but then. Yeah. Well, Delicia, I, I think, it, arrives uh, with her half Wookie, half ape creature companion. It's just a little guy in a monkey suit, basically. Yeah. Not even um, a good monkey suit. It's not even a good Remember, she is the one who summoned, with the hairy armpits, as you said, who summoned Trigon back to life and then was rudely rejected down on her knees just waiting for it. Uh, but I guess she learned a lesson by being ignored by the evil sorcerer upon his return uh, from the netherworld because those armpits are now, she reaches out again, and they're clean-shaven. She took care of it. Maybe just the moon, like, they weren't expecting it that day. Like, she just been hanging out. Like, I didn't have time oh, to shit. prepare. Full moon. I feel like I'm forgetting something. <laughs> oh, shit. Let myself go. <laughs> the Trigon, his face is like, eh. She's sitting I on have that. been suffering in the netherworld it's for like... She's sitting on that bed of pillows. Back then. They didn't know when the moon was going to be in a certain just, place. She's lounging on her bed of pillows with her sweats on. Oh, God. <laughs> Got to get my sheer little costume on. <laughs> Like spilled cereal. Where's my plate mail bra? Come on. Um. Well, they're shaving, and all of a sudden she's hot again. Funny how that ends. Uh, we we basic Americans are so superficial. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a beautiful woman, and she's a little bit of hair in her armpits. We're like, Ugh. I'm progressive enough that I'm fine with it. Didn't bother you, huh? Hmm. Didn't bother me. He noticed though. He noticed. I did notice. But if I your wife decided to start just going, letting it go, you'd be all right. I would be totally fine with it. Whatever she wants to do. He can say that because he's gonna. He would edit it out if he said no, anyways. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna stick with we're basic Americans and we're very superficial and sad. I'm, I'm gonna stand by that comment. Uh, whatever. The twins are brought before Delicia, and she demands to know who is the firstborn. When the girls clam up, the soldiers take one of them's fa- the girl's face and bury it in this coal- hot coals. Fire will reveal the truth. But just then, Baldar and Erlik crash the party and save the day. They kick some ass, rescue the twins, and they all race away in horse. And Homechick wasn't burnt at all. No, she's a little ashy. Just mm. scraped it off. Uh, the men and twins ride. She's a sorceress. Yeah, are they the sorceress? It's it's gonna happen. Wouldn't that movie be called Sorceresses? So Sarai? Do they just put like a little that little apostrophe at the end or something? I but mean, no, because the two are one. I think it should just been called the Sorcerer Trigon. Should been. Flood makes more sense. <laughs> uh, the, the lads, the, the lads. lads, the buxom lads, <laughs> with a picture of Higgins on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> the men and the twins uh, ride into the forbid and go boy. Ride into the Forbidden Forest, yeah. and again, the scenery here is just perfect. The waterfall in the background, the really big trees. We're going to give this movie a lot of shit, but I love the forest stuff. I thought it looked just, it was shot great, and it just looked otherworldly, which on this budget, I mean, how do you do that? It was good. I thought it looked really nice. Um, it was like you're in a literal fairy tale watching it. 
Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it was no legend. Fog was kind of hovering in the background of everything. Was I cool. was about to say, whoever just, was just on that smoke like, machine was yeah, working yeah, their yeah, ass. He fogged, <laughs> up the whole, he fogged up a whole forest. Uh, you got one job. Oh, it's going to be there. <laughs> you want me to less fog? No, more fog. You got it. Where'd the budget in our movie go to? Uh, I thought... That, Give me this. It looked good. It did look good. Right. It really did. Well, back at Trigon's lair, Delicia asks what he would give her if she could retrieve the firstborn twin. And he says he would give her her very own empire. But she has more pressing needs as she presses against him. And she wants to screw him, but he says, I can't. It would break my vows to Calgore or whatever the thing is. Calgon. She shaved her pits for this lump dick. Look, he spent a lot of time in the nether. He's, so, he's tired, so okay? So she walks across the room and starts playing with her little creature friend, petting him, and tells it... That was weird. It is very weird. And tells it that the other non-firstborn sister, the one they don't need, is his if he helps her find them. It's a very weird moment where she's petting him seductively as Trigon watches in frustration. like As she's petting the monkey thing and he's getting aroused, Trigon's over there like... I was waiting for Trigon to like bring in one of his guards uh, when they go out. I didn't them. think that Trigon was that disappointed. I thought he was like enjoying it, going ah. I got kind of a Bob Broberg vibe from Trigon. <laughs> you think maybe he was into the uh, Ehrlichs of the world? Uh, it could be. It could be. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. I am so. I just need so. I need relief. <laughs> Good boy. I just. I'm so frustrated with Delicia. Could you just help me out? Oh, God. Poor <laughs> beer. Uh, it's one of the beers to... You're all picturing it right now, aren't you? Go boy giving... Black tri- tar hair wouldn't take me away. <laughs> Trigon a hand job. <laughs> oh. uh, meanwhile, in the Forbidden Forest, Baldar is giving the birds and the bees... Oh, yeah, because this isn't weird. Let me just escape that bad visual with this. Baldar, the big red... You know, red I'm sorry, I have to I have to interrupt. You know the thing that I love about Sky the most? Mm. She knew what she was getting into, and she still came on the show. Mm? That's a ballsy woman right there. Yeah, she knew what she was getting. <laughs> and there was Oh, what? you mean the next episode y'all are going to be talking about handies from a uh, monkey <laughs> a guy go- in a monkey suit <laughs> and a goat? Probably. Oh, and you're going to make a reference to Bob Broberg, one of the tragic characters from my real life story. We go where the road takes us. Rest in peace, Bob, Bob Broberg. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, he was the bad guy. Burn in hell. Bob Broberg was the dad. Oh, no. There you go. No, sorry. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. Oh, sorry. Birchold. Bur- Bur- Robert, Robert Birchold. B- Bur- Bob. Birchold? Birch told was B. B was the bad guy. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of B's in this. this Birch told Broberg. <sighs> Belicia? No, oh, it's Delicia. Delicia. Uh, all right, well, listen. It's about to get much weirder, all right? Baldar, the big redheaded Viking, is giving the birds and the bees. They're still trying to teach these girls the difference between boys and girls. Do you ever wonder where babies come from? <laughs> And they're just kind of looking at him. And before things can get even more awkward, if that's possible, Delicia's little monkey pet shows up in the trees with a bunch of its primate friends and starts throwing a bunch of psychedelic fruit down from the trees. (laughs) 
The fruit, when it hits the ground, cracks open and releases a laughing gas that I'm causes... To be honest, I thought they were monkeys, so I just thought they were throwing poop. <laughs> Until it broke open, I was like, oh, well, that's that's not poop at all. It's well, it causes... It, they look like Wookiees. Little Wookiees. They do not look like Wookiees at all. They had the bandoliers. They had a bandolier, but they look like fake monkey suits. They look like... You know, like rejects from Land of the Lost from the 70s or something. They look like rejects from anything. They they totally... I was thinking it was that little monkey dude, the Kiko, Kinku... Something, yes, like that. I was just like, where... It's like... We need that's costumes exact, for our monkey guy. Well, we exactly have these th- things from Land of the Lost of. that never got used. Well, Perfect. Yeah. These fruit break open and it causes everyone to laugh uncontrollably. They can't resist. They're just all just cracking <laughs> up. <laughs> Ehrlich's trying to fight with his sword. And he's just like... <laughs> so they're able... The monkeys are able to kidnap uh, one of the twins, Mara and Ehrlich... Uh, they're carrying the other twin off, but uh, Baldar's even, <laughs> even as he laughs, he's able to he's able to fire an arrow and shoot one of the monkeys in the ass. <laughs> uh, and they bring them uh, Mara and Ehrlich back to Trigon. Well, Trigon is very happy to see Mara. He knows her name too, which is weird. His only interaction with those kids was what we saw. Nobody named these kids yet. Oh, Mara. Well, he's how does he know their names? Well, he's been twenty years in the netherworld. He's probably has some ears out, mystical ears. He can hear things. I agree. Picks that up the psychic vibrations. Calgon or whatever probably told him. Look, the chicks you're after are you it's know Calgon, the, the crazy god he sacrificed. Oh, Calgor, Caligar, Caligar, whatever. Sure, Calgary. Well, she Mara ain't so happy to see him. He tells her he's her father. And that she will be respected in his uh, presence as the princess she is. For like as the next few then, days. As she's then dragged away. My princess, you'll be treated like royalty. Caesar! <laughs> as he's dragged away, she asks that Ehrlich be treated with the honor he deserves for helping her. And Trigon says, I'll take care of it. With his fingers crossed behind his back. <laughs> yeah, we'll take good care of him. It's then revealed that Ehrlich's uh, dice were loaded. He's been playing with loaded dice... In all these little towns, and the price for cheating in games is death by impalement. Tut, did you do you guys have rules like that in your Dungeons and Dragons tournaments? Uh, no. Uh, no death by impalement if you no. get caught cheating. No. Has anybody ever used loaded dice? Probably yes. Yes, they have. Uh, the problem with death by impalement is it's so damn hard to find a union guy who will grease a phallic pole. Well, nowadays. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. He's not the president anymore. Isn't he? No. no. <laughs> I gotta get out more. <laughs> uh, so they drag Ehrlich outside where they're greasing up a huge cock-shaped pole. Like, it's like a telephone pole. So it it's is. huge. And there's one guy, like you said, the, <laughs> his mother always told him, learn a trade. <laughs> He's just lubing up this giant dick. Slathering it, he's got like a rag, he's getting it really nice and shiny. Sees Ehrlich coming. Oh wait, whoa! I need more on here. This guy. I'm just, I'm just waiting for that one person that discovered us through the last episode. And like, you know what? I really like these guys. Hard hitting brand of. Uh, oh man, they yeah. man, they actually asked some hard hitting yeah, interview let's just questions. Jump in here and see what they're talking about. So this guy's just greasing up this big cock. Well, I'm really... Actually, you know, I think about it now. I figure that guy would look at Ehrlich. You know what? This dude's oiled up enough. <laughs> exactly. No, keep oiling it. Oh. Um, 
Do y'all have anything like that in your D&D matches? A no. dude who oils people up? No. So they make Ehrlich <laughs> straddle the giant greasy dick, and we see his bare ass as it starts to slide like down. 15 times. Yeah, we see more of his ass than any other ass in this damn movie. Uh, it slides down. It's just inches away from a very sharpened spike. That's the thing. You slide down this pole you're strapped to, and there's a big sharpened spike ready just impale you. Impale you. It, that dick. Yeah, and he's really freaking out, too. Yowzers. Of course. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> if a dude, they strip him butt-ass naked, and you just see that hairy man-ass... Just hovering above that spike. That is a his. And then, like I said, I love it. It was like, do you think the? Do you think our viewers probably get the idea after one shot? No, two shots. <laughs> no. Really, no. really linger. I want people to see this. <laughs> and every once that perm isn't the only thing curly on him. I can just see the director. I want you to hold on that ass <laughs> as it slides. But even then, down. when they don't show the ass, he goes back. He like five times they cut just to the greased up pole. You gotta remember it's like a really too. Random I mean, cutaway shot. This is not digital, man. That's they're they're rolling There's through some film on that. <laughs> Keep going. More. More. <laughs> and it's all practical too. Well, when they took away his clothes, Princess Delicia or Priestess Delicia sees a medallion in Ehrlich's discarded trousers, and when she and Trigon realize that he's a descendant from the House of Armog, they order him to be released right as he's about to be really uncomfortable. Because uh, they realize he's royalty, and if he can plant his seed in Mara, that would make the sacrifice even more special for some stupid reason. They don't really say why. Speaking of weird jobs... Uh, <laughs> So the guys that were holding Ehrlich up, you know, when they get back tonight oh. and their wives are like, so what would you do today, honey? Well, I held a naked guy. How'd the impalement go? <laughs> well, Greg was doing a great job greasing up that pole. Like, I've never seen him. He, had, he was just, my God, he was just working it. I, he was really showed up ready to rock today. I was really proud you know, of getting him. Getting that associates in penis pole grease <laughs> really paid off. <laughs> and I did my job. I released the little thing to where he dropped. For some reason, it, that pole was so greasy, but it would took him like 30 minutes. He was just sliding <laughs> was like an inch, an inch. Dude, he was it, a strong barbarian. He was just holding on, man. Oh, like the Conan fellow? Well, no. no. <laughs> Greg no. Brady-ish. Uh, maybe all of that curly hair was like Velcro, and it was just kind of sticking. Uh, well, back in the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, man, what a shit job. God. Because uh, <laughs> you know it would take him how long to get his hands on, like, because he didn't have, like, sinks. He couldn't, like, after it was lubed There's up, no he lava. He couldn't, like, go over to the <laughs> sink with some lava soap and, and get his, I mean, he, he's probably stuck like that. Trying to open his front door, just can't get a grip on anything. He gets up on his horse well, and stands <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I, I imagine, like, you know, he, he was smart. He took all the doors out of his house. and he, He's a big believer in just open doors. All of his door handles are levers. You know, he can just... There's not knobs. It's. On this uh, edition of House Hobbles, <laughs> Greg's a uh, cock greaser who works for Trigon's Army. He's a big believer in open floor plans. Betsy, his wife, wants an old Victorian style, and we think that might cause some problems. Well, I can tell you the first thing. Look at all those stairs. 
slip and slide everywhere. Uh, house hobbles. <laughs> or hobble, hobble, hunters. hobble hunters. It would be hobble, yeah, hobble hunters. Hobble hunters would be the, the show that they would <laughs> be on. Would this be international hobble hunters? <laughs> international <laughs> hobble hunters, yes. Uh, well, back in the Forbidden Forest, Myra is using her sorcery powers to fors- foresee where... Ma- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're still picturing that guy trying to do stuff, aren't you? No, I'm still picturing <laughs> hobble hunters, man. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. You knew I did this when we got oh. married. Aragon and Celeste are looking. <laughs> <laughs> she is a belly dancer, and he is. Their budget is oh, four and a half shillings. <laughs> what, wait, oh. do we ever hear what the, the three moment? goats? Three goats. She's like, I don't know. We could get this house with a door, but it's four goats. It's a little above our budget. Want doors? I'm not ready for a reno project. <laughs> Here's what you get with a door. Hey, Greg, let the dog out. <laughs> hey, Greg, let Greg, Greg out. <laughs> Great. I just greased a pole today. What am I going to do? <laughs> How often do you think they're impaling dudes, though? Is that an everyday thing? Well, apparently that pole was pretty greasy. I you mean, think he wants to be the guy that chops off thieves' hands? Like, that's the good game. <laughs> Battle axe, you're done. Oh, man. He just watches that over there, just like, <laughs> oh, man. Maybe it's a union. Maybe he's he starts out at the bottom. Yeah, he's a journeyman. You're the penis pole greaser. A, a journeyman penis pole greaser, and he's working his way up. Today, I'm on the penis pole. <laughs> Tomorrow, I'm chopping hands. I'm lopping off thief hands. <laughs> Can I have another beer, please? The lopper is sick today, Greg. Now's your chance. He's like, fucking A. Grabs the battle axe. Slides out of his hands. You blew it. You had one chance. They didn't put so much grease on that pole. (laughs) What do you think they were using for grease? Uh, Probably animal fats. That is correct. It would be be rendered animal fats. Whale blubber, perhaps? Probably Unless not. they had come across some sort of, like, surface oil. Oil of the gods. I just kind of want a movie about Greg now. <laughs> a coming-of-age tale where... If that lady on the phone knew that by calling my wiener dog Greg that she created this whole <laughs> rabbit hole of... She's now committing seppuku. She's... She's going to cry later. Not not like later now. I mean, like later, like <laughs> later, you know, later. a few days from now. Gets back to her. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Um, Mira is using her powers to foresee where Mara is being kept prisoner, so she and Baldar and Go Boy head off in that direction. Back at his castle... I know it's not a fucking castle, but I paired it with the castle cigar, so we're going to pretend... It's some like, columns without a roof, We're going to okay, pretend people. like Trigon you, lives you, in a castle. You do know that there was a movie with James Gandolfini and Robert Redford called The Castle. We could have we gone that route. The Last Castle, I believe. Yes. The Last Castle, yes. Do you think we would have gone off on a 20-minute thing about greasing up giant cocks <laughs> no, on that ho- movie? No, not Hovel Hunters International. No. That's why yeah, we don't that do... One, that, that movie had substance. That's why we don't do Robert Redford <laughs> movies here. Robert Redford decides to grease up a big ass cock. We'll talk about it. I think I found our quote for the opening. I was, show. Just, I was just saying that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
Sure. <laughs> I know I said I retired from acting, but I'm coming out. Damn, man. Do- we do- finally get a movie that doesn't really have a penis in it, but now it's got a freaking penis pole. Well, it had Ehrlich's man ass hovering as he was strapped to a giant dick. Isn't that enough? <laughs> Goat Boy's giant horn penis. What else do you want? You, you got to say something. This. I don't want this. We're gonna put, we're gonna strap your naked ass to a greased-up penis pole. How do you feel about that? I can do it. I can sell it. Um, I got really, in, I got a method actor. I, I put a penis pole up in my backyard, and I've just been out there hugging on it. Greg's looking for a man cave. Just slides down the basement stairs. All right, can we get a ramp? All right, keep going. Can we keep install going. a ramp? How much would that cost? <laughs> Back at his castle. Uh, it is a fucking castle. Trigon gives Mera some of his Soma elixir. It's the nectar of the gods, he says, to drink. It's Dr. Huxtable's sleepy sleepy. <laughs> yeah, he tells her that the moon will be in position tomorrow night and she will become a goddess to be worshipped for generations to come. She's seemingly all on board with this plan, granted she's heavily drugged, and Trigon tells her to go back to her quarters where Ehrlich will visit her shortly. You know what that means? Planting the seed. And you'll do whatever boys do. She's all, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I didn't have that. Dargon didn't finish his lesson out in the woods. <laughs> That's nothing. Uh, Speaking of Ehrlich, we see him now getting a hot oil massage from a couple of Trigon's female minions. Yet another scene of his ass. And his naked ass. Todd, do you guys ever get those at the D&D things y'all do? No, I wish. No rubdowns or anything? Well, there's a table for a rubdown, but I wouldn't suggest going over there. I was going to say, I might be finally ready to embrace your little weird hobby (laughs) if this stuff was going now. No. No. I mean, it goes on, it's but not, not the, like you think. It's not the orgy scene from Conan. Uh, oh. No, no, it's not. It's the whole lot of Ehrlich ass. Uh, which we see, like I said, more than any other female ass in this whole thing. Uh, for those keeping score like me. It's like 20 minutes of his ass we're talking about. Uh, Delicia shows up looking fan-fucking-tastic. Man, she is just a knockout. Not a hair on that body now. And she, uh, you know... She's like a baby seal. The penis bowl greaser. Work is magic. I get don't get to do it often, but when I get to do it, that lets me know that I chose the right path. I get overtime for this, right? Oh, yeah, time and a half. Delicia shows up. Uh, she looks great. She gives... Ehrlich a chalice of Soma to drink himself. He chugs the bright green neck. It's this weird green thing. He just chugs it without asking anything. TNCC sure. style. Oh, man. <laughs> drink this. Okay, hot lady. That really takes the edge off, I bet. Sure. Okay, hot lady. Uh, and then he sits down on the bed next to the priestess. She tells him she's bored with Trigon and his abstinent ways. She wants to rule the world, but not with him. She wants a real man. Go on, says Greg Brady. <laughs> <laughs> she says that he must as he takes another do you see oh how much God, he, he was Greg taking Cade gulps that's Greg Bailey. I will seduce him and he'll well, so he'll sip from this <laughs> anyways I was more? <laughs> Jesus there's like three liters of that stuff <laughs> one drop is enough to take away the wheel of any man <laughs> he's got nothing left he's empty Greg bring in another picture of someone whoa Jesus 
doing everything. <laughs> Can you put Craig on the pole? <laughs> that would be, he'd be over in a second. Uh, she says that he, Ehrlich must make love to Mara and still sacrifice her afterwards, but then they can be together to rule the world. Okay. If I'm Ehrlich, just thinking hypothetically here, I'm taking that deal. I think I am, too. Well... Delisi is a real woman, goddammit. She knows she's a woman, unlike those other two. They don't even know what the difference is between boys and girls. I'm sticking with Delicia and ruling the universe. Yeah, but you get the two that are one. Ain't nobody got time to be teaching them about the birds and... What's the ex- life expectancy back then? 40? No, no. Chrono was 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Back in these days, everybody lived to be like 300. Everybody in this thing... That's all lies. Those, those girls were like month. 12... <laughs> Dragon was like 21. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking that deal. I'll be like, all right, you know what? You keep me, get me the Soma drink, and yeah, I'll do whatever the hell you want me to. Um, Maybe Greg would live longer. The grease keeps you clean. <laughs> That's true. No germs are getting through that. Uh, yeah, but if you make your moves on delicious, then next thing you know, you got Monkey Boy over there, and they could. Oh yeah, you'd have weird. to put. It'd be like a chick with cats. Listen, when we get our own yeah, now, you'd move in with Delicia and there'd be that monkey thing it, hanging around. Ehrlich and Delicia are international hobble like, hunters. Hey, we're not taking the monkeys with us. No, it'd totally be like a chick with cats. Like, you're trying to do it and like, that monkey's sitting on the end of the bed like he's looking at us. Just ignore him, baby. I can't. Look. <laughs> this is not... I just can't deal with... <laughs> We need we need, we need well, extra room know, for the monkeys. Especially now that we know that the monkey creature has sexual urges. He's waiting to get his hands on Mira. I don't want him looking at me when I'm doing it. And neither do you guys. I don't want to look at you when you're doing it either. No, not me, the monkey. Oh, okay. okay. Right. I'm not watching. This is getting out of hand. Uh, where are you guys at? The cigar? <laughs> Let's take a break from this for a second. Uh, how you guys enjoying the cigar? Uh, well, unlike, do you ever, do you ever get a, a transition uh, unlike there? other podcasters, I'm not sure exactly I can make that transition. No, I, I'm I'm still getting uh, stayed, just it, a just a ton it, of leather, a hint of cedar on there. Uh, it hasn't changed much for you. It, it has not, okay. uh, because I miss cream. I'm totally out on that ballpark. I'm gonna have to say, man, this thing has gotten like super creamy. It has, yeah. You sons of bitches. It's. My God, it's I'm just waiting for milk to start pouring out. Bring in Greg. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really mellowed out in the middle. The spice is timed down a little bit. I get a little bit of maybe what you said, the gram on the on the retro finally I'm getting a little bit. Pepper's just barely there, but yeah, it's got yeah, it's, br- it's, it's, yeah, it's got it's like a bready light. or a cracker note yeah. on there too. Mix that in um, with the cream and the leather and I, I keep going back to this word. It's a, it's a refined tasting cigar. It's good. I mean, yeah. like that. Like I said, it's super creamy. I'm getting back just a little bit of that sweetness. I am having from the, trouble from the original out cold draw. Uh, so, I am having trouble figuring out how to get the band off. Yeah, the band took me a little while to well, while of course to figure. It's not greased up. <laughs> how are you going to get it off, Greg? <laughs> Come here, Greg. I got something for you to. <laughs> Now you're familiar with this shape. Uh, yeah, but you when better you get the cigar back, it's going to be ugh. What kind of pole are you working with? T22? Yeah. I thought those they, a lot. I thought that year I worked at Circuit City sucked. 
Uh, did they have those back then? No. 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 I don't know how I'm going to get it's this. It's a thing. nice. It's a nice tasting cigar. It really uh, is. Like I said, it's a it's a little out of my wheelhouse, a little bit out of my comfort zone, but it's it's still a very nice cigar. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm construction wise, it's been great. Uh, I did have to finally touch up, like right when it got to the the last third part. Uh, I, I did have to relight it there, but I, I I've, I found a lot that a lot of times that if I do have to relight, it's going to be right at that one third transition. It's always kind of weird. I did get the band off. It did take a little chunk of the wrapper off, but all right. Um, yeah, it's nice. And you guys still liking the beer? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh this yeah. This beer is fantastic. Yeah, I'm a I'm mm. a big fan of the Haze Wizard. Me too. I'm a little bit concerned because uh, I was looking at like all right. So they had like all the three nation beers right there together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one that had like this caricature of Mark Twain. And I can't remember, but a long time ago, I think I had that beer, and it, it was like an American wit beer, mm-hmm. and it just was not good at all. Oh, because Mark just, Twain was so witty. Yeah. And I, I love Mark Twain, but anyway, but uh, it just wasn't good. It, it wasn't, and I was like, this is horrible. And then when I saw that, I was like, eh, coming into this one, I was like, I don't know about this. It is funny when you we but have no, that's really good. When we have a bad beer, when you have a bad beer, how you just kind of can get a prejudice against. I still to this day, we had that, uh, was it Bell's Porter on the show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> to this day, it's my least favorite beer we've ever had on the show. And I, if I see a Bell's product, boom, I skip right over it. Like, yeah, and it, that made me like... And that's not fair. That made me prejudiced with the, uh, what was the breakfast out that they do? Uh, I would know. I stay away from them. Well, no, I think that was Founders. 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 We did it's the, the Founders breakfast out. It was delicious. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I was thinking that. No, the other, the, other, <laughs> the other bells would be the Two-Hearted Ale. <laughs> Two-Hearted, I remember that. The one with the, the picture with the bass on it. Right. We did that on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. And yeah. it was okay. It was all right. That was before the Porter. Actually, right. I think it was... We never went back to them after the board. They're on my ban list. The Two-Hearted Ale was actually pretty decent. Yeah, I liked it was. It. yeah but, the, but, but that, the Porter, it was bland and not imaginative. Yeah. Uh, I think the pairing is going really, really well. Uh, we do have a surprise sixer in the fridge. Uh, originally, I was going to pair this with the... Uh, actually, you know what? I haven't opened this yet, so put that back, and I would love to try the Abbey. We have another beer. This was going to be our main beer tonight. Uh, the New Belgium Abbey uh, style double, because yeah. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Uh, do we have a uh, clicker, uh, little bottle opener here? Yeah. Um, but it, it looked like they would. Run, the place we get our beers was running low on stock, so I didn't think we were going to get it. And then the more I read about that beer, I thought it could maybe be a way a little too much for the cigar um you tell me if we went the right direction or not um i, I think we i can't complain about the, the haze wizard no yeah this was this was really really nice do you have any notes on the abbey on the abbey no okay I just, just like read I said, what's I on the li- is there anything on the well i just i was kind of curious it's if it's a double i'm kind of wondering if they're like trying to go after the trappist theme or not because a trappist beer is a very unique style it's 
it's, it is it's hard a, to it, replicate. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting beer. Uh, you either I, I I find a lot of people either they really love Trappist style or they hate it. We have not done a new Belgian beer on the show. I don't believe. No, I don't think we have. I uh, am not recollecting one. I actually stayed away from the. I'm a big fan of the company. Uh, they actually sponsored a film I, I directed years ago. We went out to beer companies because there was a, just an insane amount of beer drinking in the Did film. Fat Tire? Yeah. Yeah. So they agreed to sponsor the film. They sent us literally a semi-truck full of Fat Tire beer. <laughs> They gave us a fat tire bicycle, like you see hanging up in bars, like the yeah. old-timey bicycle. Neon signs to hang up in the bar to promote them. But we literally had a hotel room that was nothing but cases of fat tire they removed beer. the furniture. The couch was made out of new Belgian <laughs> Oh, my beer. goodness. You saw it. I mean, yes. it, was, it was insane how much beer these people gave us. <laughs> so we were drinking fat tire. That guy was fired, by We the way. were paying people in beer. Like like you know, dudes would come in there like help us out for the day like TNC style. Dude, we I but I drank so much fat tire over the course of several months. You could never go back to it. No, I haven't had one since. <laughs> I understand. Uh but I do like the company. They and they, they were really, really cool to, to, to support independent film back in the back in the day. So I I I can't wait to have one. It's been it's been a long time. What was the other one? The uh, fat tire and uh was it a boat? Something with a boat? Was there another big one? I don't Tire? know. Yeah. No, uh, New Belgium. They do another one with a, a boat. One of their very popular... With a blue something? Nah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. Let us know what you think. Uh, maybe tell their uh, yaks can find out a little bit of intel, as we say in the beer podcast world. A little beer intel. Uh, do you want to do price point or do you want to wait till the end? I'll go price point. Actually, let's wait because I'm actually still getting some really. Okay. Uh, and I've still got a third of the way to go. Well, let's hold on. Um, anything on the beer? The Abbey. Um, <clears throat> uh, it is a Belgian double style. Uh, they spelled double wrong. That's that's how they spell double. It's bloody American. Basic American. <laughs> you basic American. Basic American superficial asshole. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Red blooded baby. Uh, it sticks around like what we're doing right now. It comes seven uh, percent ABV. Uh, much lower IBUs comes in at twenty. So I mean, there's be little, almost no bitterness to it. Um, it's in terms of that style that that fits with most of the the double. I mean, they're not strong. It's, it's lots of flavor. Lots of flavor. Um, they, it's it going to come off a little bit sweeter. They say it, it it pairs well with like desserts, chocolate things like that. Yeah. So. All right. Um, well, I think we went the right way, but we'll see what Todd has to say, and we'll we can have some here in a little yeah. bit too. I have to say the the leather on this has died down quite a bit. What are you getting? I'm not sure. It's a woodsy, uh-huh. but I mean it's not like a spicy woodsy either. Yeah, it's I, I nailed it as a cedar, but uh, you know what? There 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 could be maybe a different. 
a different descriptive. No, there. no, let, let me hang on to that. Okay, come back. Uh, well, Ehrlich struts into Mara's bedroom, high on soma juice, and she reveals immediately that her loins are awakening for the first time in his presence. If I had a nickel for every time I, <laughs> I said that to a guy. She starts rubbing his... Did I say that on? Yeah, you did. I think I got some nectar of the gods here. <laughs> she starts rubbing his chest. God, everybody's just oiling everybody up in this thing. It's uh, stuck in a Velcro patch. He's got a real hairy chest. And they begin making out. And within microseconds, they're doing it. No foreplay. Hell, she didn't know she's a girl. Why are you going to waste time on foreplay? Uh... So they're doing it. Back in the Forbidden Forest, Mira, her sister, starts to feel sensations in her loins. And she begins gyrating on the ground and writhing in ecstasy. Yax, did I use that term correctly? Writhing? You did. You did indeed. Well, as Myra screams out in uncontrollable ecstasy, Baldar's just standing there looking at her. And he realizes (laughs) what's going on. This this is the work of Ehrlich, that amorous puff. How do you see a girl drop <laughs> on the ground and just start rubbing her, her coochie and be like, Ulrich? <laughs> How's that connection? What made? sort of Balder is, is wise in the ways of the world. <laughs> he hasn't traveled and, and lived through fifty-six battles, Wait, not to know. First of all, he's been hanging out with Goat Boy. Maybe he's hung out with Ulrich. He did recognize him. Oh, Ulrich. When Mira orgasms, did I use that term correctly? Yes. And then starts rubbing her titties together. <laughs> and there goes all of our abducted in plain sight viewers. You know what? I feel better about this if I did it in the Adrian Barbeau voice. <laughs> when Mira orgasms and then starts rubbing her titties together and begins to come again for a second time, Baldor huffs. Oh, yeah. It's definitely Ehrlich. What the fuck is that all about? (laughs) Pando, the goat boy, starts getting all worked up and horny. He starts jumping around in sexual frustration, and he starts making a move for Mira, and Baldor keeps him at bay. No, no, no. Go jump in a cold river. Life ain't easy out there for a horny goat boy, fellas. (laughs) No, it's not. We don't use the Robert Redford well, I, I also, of a cock thing. We'll use that quote. Everybody that. else is like getting all worked up. I was like, "What's up with Balder over here, man?" I think he's. Amor- I don't think he has a wiener. He's he lost zen, it. In, he lost it in Battle Fifty One. <laughs> I stole a loaf of bread and they lopped it off. By the way, I'm going to advise not going to the uh, Belgian during double. during the cigar. Yeah, or actually following the uh, New England IPA with it. So don't drink it at all, you're saying? Different no, profile? It's totally different profile. Yeah. And it's a good profile. It really is a good beer. It just It's not a good beer to follow up with the uh, after drinking the uh, New England. Well, you IPA. know, we only have so many beers in the fridge. We're probably going to have to yeah. drink some of those. <laughs> you we, can drink it, we but are, I'm just... We I'm, are us. I'm just setting the expectation that it's a good beer. I actually like Belgian doubles, uh, but it's just... it's It seems a little off after the... The bitter creaminess of the okay. New England IPA. That makes sense. Because you got a lot of delicious spices. But you know damn well when you tell us not to drink something. We're, we're <laughs> Don't drink that Ehrlich, nectar of the gods. Ehrlich style. 
What do you say? <laughs> uh, back at Trigon's castle, castle, he's doing all sorts of chanting yeah. and worshiping to That's the old good. gods as Mira and Baldar make their way to the castle. Delicia convinces the stoned out of his mind, Ehrlich, into talking uh, down Baldar, explaining the importance of the sacrifices about to happen, and says we should try to bring Baldar on board for our team. That doesn't go over so well as Baldar insists on a fight. So Trigon shoots both Baldar and Mira with his evil wizard powers and makes them sink into the ground, like quicksand, but they disappear into the ground. This doesn't make Delicia's uh, monkey servant very happy. He was promised Mira for finding them uh, to be a sex toy upon, upon their capture. What's a monkey guy got to do to get his... It's hard out there for a monkey guy. Did you just hear what I just read? Yeah, you did. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with my life? <laughs> Shit, so many quotes to choose I from. I actually typed this sentence. <laughs> this doesn't make Delicia's monkey servant very happy, as he's been promised Mira to be his sex toy upon her capture. I typed that. Can we... I'm a grown man, and I, I typed that sentence. Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. I've you want me to buy a frame, put it I, up on the wall behind I've us? I've read your scripts. It's I not think that, that bad. It may not be a picture, but it will fit in well with this wall of travesty. <laughs> and the sad thing is, when I was typing that up, it didn't dawn on me just what a, a joke my life has become. I'm like, this is important. Our listeners will want to know that. <laughs> yes. Yes, they'll need right. to know that. That's, a, that's the end of the movie. We're done. <laughs> I'm out of here. And go join that other podcast. <laughs> Cue the announcer. Kid looking for a new direction in his <laughs> life. He's so he wants to find a new house on international hobble hunters. He's <laughs> he uh, became so distraught. He left his family. Now he's looking for a roommate. Greg is also looking for a roommate. <laughs> They're looking for a new place. I'm looking for a colonial. Kate is a podcaster. Greg is a penis pole greaser. Their budget is $2 million. <laughs> and just like house hunters, you're like, how the fuck are they affording that? He's a podcaster, and that guy greases up giant cock poles. They got $2 million? <laughs> and we want a good school district. That's weird. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, I'll keep doing the movie. I'm sorry. I'm back on. I, I, I unquit the podcast. Well, while Trigon states that he has no time for that beast's horny little monkey's filthy desires, that hairball ain't given up so easily, as we'll soon learn. As the sacrificial ceremony above ground begins, we join Baldar and Mira down in the catacombs below the surface. I dug the look of the catacombs, with the fire pits, the cobwebs, the dead warrior skeletons everywhere. I thought it looked great down there. It really did. did. Up in the castle... Mara and Ehrlich drink some more nectar of the gods. My God. They could be members of the two this cigar club. This is the rarest <laughs> liquid ever, the nectar them, of the gods. They're just it. Uh, they drink some more of that stuff as some sacrificial virgins are fed to the flames. It's kind of like a pre-show, like an opening <laughs> act. Yeah, we're going to get to the sacrifice, but bring some virgins out. We'll take, take them out first. Trigon's doing all sorts of ritual mumbo-jumbo uh, and as he's doing that, we see that jaded little horny monkey creature venture back out into the Forbidden Forest and bring Baldar's sword to Pando, the goat boy. Um, he's he's turning on Trigon. You fucking cock-blocked me. 
Well, now it turns out I'm going to go cockblock Pando because he was dancing around with some nymphs in the woods. Yeah. He was about to get his horny... Oh, yeah. Now it's... Ha- what, what What do you mean I have to go to work? <laughs> no! <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, he's going to... Alder's going to be pissed if I don't bring him his sword. Damn it! He cockblocks Pando's goat-ass for show. Pando enlists the help of some local sheep herders. They've probably uh. been suffering as well under the crippling reign of Trigon's empire, one must assume. And they all begin to march forward towards the castle together. Yeah. What's a sheep herder got to do? You would think they would try to herd Goat Boy. <laughs> no, you're not part of our flock. <laughs> goat Boy's like, I'm not going over there. You look like somebody we should be herding. <laughs> <laughs> right, your story checks out. Where are you from, friend? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just as the moon rises to the precise spot it's been foretold, and as Trigon pledges his allegiance to the god Kalgara before sacrificing his firstborn, which is now impregnated with the seed of Greg Brady, the ancient skeletons down in the catacombs come alive and start battling Baldar and Mira. Just waiting for him to toss a stone and hit her in the nose. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, I love Just waiting the br- for the other twin to come in. Mara, Mara, Mara. <laughs> I love Brady Bunch. I'm sorry. Um, I love this. Also, I love the sequence. These skeletons look great. They really did. I mean, they were, it was practical. You know, it was 80s effects, but they looked good. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really did. And the battle sequence was, I mean, whenever the girls fight, it's really cheesy. Actually, whenever anybody fights, fights in this movie, it's, it's, it's really cheesy. Yeah, it's really cheesy. There's, there's not... They had exactly two minutes of instruction. Swing the sword around. That's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. Everything is slow-mo. Everything is just... One time you can actually see one of the girls stab the guy like through his arm. Through like, his arm with, as, with, he, as he holds as on. As he holds on to it. And you see him actually grip the sword. Uh, it, was, it was bad. All the all the fight sequences, but the skeletons looked amazing. Good. They look creepy. They really did. The yes. set pieces, the 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 especially the skeletons, they really did look good. Um, right as the skeletons are about to overcome Baldar and Mira, it's just too many of them. She remembers what Crona told her at the beginning of the film: "When all is lost, say that name, Vital." And when she does, the undead warriors stop dead in their tracks. Above ground, Ehrlich takes the sacrificial dagger given to him by Trigon, but right as he's about to sink it into Mara's chest, she snaps out of it and says, Vital 2. The twin connection, she knew that. The two are actually one. The two are one, Tut. And the blue light suddenly shines in the sky. From that blue light, a winged creature materializes. It's like a jacked-up lion on steroids with bat wings. It's called a manticore. He's, He's right. And it starts roaring like crazy. I learned that in the end. Ehrlich and Mara begin sword fighting their way out of there, and a desperate... Tr- what did you say? <laughs> he, he said he learned that in D&D, which... You, you would learn that in D&D. Yeah, well... Hey, look, I'm going to bring out the monster compendium. We're going to go over this piece by piece. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> I haven't been keeping one through three back here for no reason. The thing is, I've hung out with you since we were teenagers. I never heard you or saw you. Do, what are you doing this stuff? Much like any true nerd from the 80s, you do under that the, shit in secret. Under the cover of darkness. <laughs> huh? Fuck under yeah. The cover of darkness. 
Every time you see them when they're playing in a basement, they're not doing that as like a joke. Like, well, we only have, we can only do this in the basement. No, just, it's the I only just, place we can do it because no one will come down here. I just, I, I keep thinking, especially Greg. I keep what do you think, think, Whoa, Jesus! I keep thinking back to uh, they're death, in the basement. No, I'm not I keep thinking back to uh, Deathgasm. You want to do something cool? Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be funny. If Greg with kids, like the mom's, like the boys are in the basement doing something. I'm not going down there. I gotta work tomorrow. It'll take me three hours to get back up those steps. <laughs> Last time I was down there, you didn't come. I was down there for a day before you came and checked on me. We were doing the campaign of Strahd. Now go get my oven mitt so I can drink this beer. Uh, Ehrlich and Mara begin sword fighting their way out. A desperate Trigon stabs Delicia. Calgara, I give you a priestess. What the hell? Was it a priestess or a princess? He's, he did say princess. I, I guess think she, she, I guess she was some princess. kind of princess. Yeah. But all that does is create a giant female demonic ghost head in the sky that starts shooting green laser beams down on everyone. I thought that was supposed to be That is Calgara. Calgara. Which it looks kind of just like, like Delicia. Delicia. I don't I know. I also how like the laser beams, if you didn't catch it, literally the it's like the open it's like the first sound you hear of a lightsaber opening. <laughs> 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 and the little people are running. No! <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's beaming on everyone. Uh, Baldar and Mira climb back above ground and join their friends in fighting Trigon's army, but the skeleton army also crawls out of the catacombs right on their heels. Get this, though. Luckily, the skeletons are horny as hell. Baldar says, They've been buried for a thousand years. This is to be expected. And they start chasing the virgins that were up there for sacrifice around, like, grabbing their ass and stuff. You, you get the sense that Baldar's... He's seen this before. Battle 46. <laughs> Those but guys... They, all of a sudden, the skeletons were like Benny they're Hill. Skeletons. They're, like, they're, 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 they're skeletons. They're skeletons. They've got boners. <laughs> Damn it, Baldur. <laughs> Uh, well, the, undece- the undead decide to carry off the remaining virgin chicks instead of fighting. They're out of the picture. That's it. Seems legit. Uh, you know what else seems legit, boys? What seems legit? The Drew Estate Tin Collection. Uh, we personally smoked a ton of these little suckers while traveling across the country with DE last year. And when you're rushed for time, but you still want to get some quality flavors out of an affordable short smoke, Drew Estate Tins are absolutely the way to go. Look for the water tower display at your local brick-and-mortar shop, or as Tut said earlier, head over to Famous Smoke Shop, uh, order yourself up five or six tins, use promo code TNCC20, and order you up a handful of these little guys today. Do it now. Yes. Right now. Well, after the show's over, do it. Um, but they are cool little smokes. No, I don't mind. Go ahead and do it now. The show will still be here. You can pause us. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll be here when you come back, yeah. I promise. Yeah. Speaking of cigars, though, it's probably a good time to uh, bring this one to a close. I think we're all in the final third. Um, had a little complexity. You know, it started out as pretty cedar, leather heavy with some spice on the nose. All of a sudden, you know, we got some gram to join that that spice on the nose. All of a sudden, we got some cream. Yes. When the cedar digressed, I think we all agreed that leather was the highlight of the the cigar. It was definitely yeah. the main profile. The main yes. profile, and it was really nice leather. Uh, you said you got something in the final third. You just couldn't put your. Still not sure what what it is. I mean, it might be the cream, and I'm just like so like not used to it. Maybe I don't, so I'm going to say that's like that's the powerhouse right now. Yeah, I mean, this I thing mean, is just turning new. I mean, just that level right now. I mean, like that 
Oh, as soon as I got the end of that third. third, I mean, it just, yeah. bam. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the cream has been really nice. It's, like, it's just been a super mellow final third. And, like, I, after that kind of surprisingly a little bit stronger first half. I think that, I, I no, I, I uh, no, I'm going to back off of that statement because I don't know whether that's the beer talking or not. Because I was about to say, I actually felt like the strength picked up a little bit in the final third. Uh, in the nose for me a little bit here at the end it is but it's just so well counteracted by that creaminess yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's delicious it's on delici- the retro hell I mean you know delicious like- <laughs> bring me some soda oh and by the way uh, to all my my family and friends anything I said tonight about greasing up cocks or horny go boys that was the beer talking <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me yes. it was a hazy wizard yeah, it was a hazy, was a hazy wizard, wizard. Uh, do you, so let's do price point Oh man, uh, you first. Hmm, it was Churchill. Lasted the whole show. Yeah, it did. Uh, that's about almost two hours. Hmm. I'll go about nine fifty. Nine fifty for something that guys in ascots at the Ritz Hotel are sitting around drinking brandy and. They're paying nine bucks for one of these? You crazy? I'll go four and a half They're ascots. wearing ascots, Tut. They're four, wearing ascots. Four and a half ascots. <laughs> Should we rate this one just with ascots? <laughs> Have a little no, picture he, of Fred from Scooby-Doo. I, was, I don't know. That's one of those four things. Friends. Four friends. In, in comparison, always with everything. I, I is, that, is that how pathetic we are? That I read that huge thing about the history of the castle, and I still just equate ascots with Fred from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> And Mr. Furley from Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about a fucking Earl. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I know who Mr. Furley is. Uh, probably say... No, that's... 10.50. Would you say 9.50? I said 9.50. 9.50, 10.50. Uh, these are going for 16. Whoa! I knew those ascots. Acquired from famous smoke shop in a five pack will bring the price down to about fourteen fifty. That's not bad. I'm gonna. Do, I never do this, but I'll do it again. If you order ten of these from Famous and use promo code TNCC twenty <laughs> at checkout, it brings the price down to twelve fifty. See how that works? I like I it. That. The more you buy, the cheaper they get. I see that. If you like it, that's the way to go. No. Who knows what a box? That probably get you down to ten bucks. That. That price cannot slip any more down unless Greg got in there. <laughs> I literally can't. These cigars are selling like hockey. I can literally can't hold on to them. Uh, yeah, 16. But, um, you know, if you enjoy it, like I said, the more you buy it. That's with every that, cigar. The more you buy it, the cheaper they get. And, and, it comes and we're down. still smoking it. I mean, that's, that's going to be two hours of a good cigar. And, it, and it's it's interesting because, I, I mean, I can't say that that's overpriced because, one, like I said, I've been, I've been very upfront. It's not exactly the flavor profile that's my wheelhouse. But if this is your wheelhouse, that's a two-hour smoke coming off of it. The it construction has been great. The aroma has been one of the best cigar aromas that we've had. Oh, it smells wonderful. I, and uh, I've been pretty open about my palate kind of changing over the last yeah. year and a half, two years. I've kind of been going for more in the in this this vein. This thing yeah. is, this thing's singing to me really nice. It is. I just, man, 16's a lot. What do you think, Yax? Would this go good with brandy? 
It would. I, 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 I honestly would. don't think they'd mention, or well, somebody had mentioned okay. whiskey. Well, I don't think I, this would be a good whiskey pairing. If, if it is a, a, the, the if it's a bourbon that shades vanilla, I think it would be very good. I could so see that. I could, I could brand, also see... Brandy does come off sweeter. Right. I could, I could I, honestly, I could, uh, yeah, maybe cognac. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, definitely a, a sweeter... Soma, Nectar of the Gods? Obviously. Um, although I, I, I can't complain about our beer pairing. No. beer. This beer works perfectly with this cigar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it actually does. I agree. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's a high price point. You can get, as Todd always says, you can get a lot of you know, really good cigars for, for, for less. But um, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's really good. This might be my favorite Nick... Foundation cigar we've done on the show. Yeah, um, I. It's funny, just like Saka, those guys were set, known for the Broadleaf, the Ligas, and Nick came out with the Wise Man, which was not that. Right. Got through us for a loop, and then when he did do a Broadleaf, the Tabernacle, I wasn't that big of a fan. All right, here's what. I- and when Saka did the Broadleaf, the Mikarita, that's one of my least. I, I'd gravitate towards his other, you know, the Sober Mesa and the Nakatamali and like. These guys are the the founding fathers of, of the the boutique broadleaf, and I kind of like the stuff they're doing outside of that. Well, I will say this for Nick: I love the fact that his offering is extremely diverse. Uh, the Tabernacle versus this, totally different. Wise uh, man, wise man, wise Maduro, man, totally different from what the other. This the is. new wise man. Um, uh, yeah, he also does some uh, infused uh, cigars too. The I forget what they're called. The it's like a reggae themed. Yeah. Um, reggae music plays a big cultural part into to what he does. Um, uh, the Upsetters is the line of, of that, that cigar. Yeah, I haven't tried that. Um, but yeah, uh, he, he's developing a really cool profile of of different smokes, and uh, I think this might be my favorite I've had of his. Okay. I, I will say I've I've got a lot of respect for just absolutely going out there and just. Man, throwing throwing different curveballs all over the place, and not just throwing shit out there and seeing what works. Actually, I mean, you could tell the intent of this. Yeah, totally. Um, so if Lord Byron or whatever the hell his name is likes smoking, who are we to say? Look, if I had some confiscated money, mummy loot, I could just <laughs> totally just buy a total box of this. This was made with King Tut money. Very well spent, possibly. Well, finally, the Vital winged creature does something. He's just been floating up there, flapping his wings. And, like, doing this weird lip snarl. Yeah. (laughs) And he blasts with green laser beams the female floating ghost head, which we assume is Kalgara, and she explodes into pieces all over the atmosphere. That was quick. I expected, like, some epic battle between those two. Nope. Some sort of, like, you know... Demon battle going on. Like, I expected you know, like, like Big Trouble in China, like <laughs> like two sorcerers come out and start. Betting. No, 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 just <laughs> history. Um, he also then, and one last thing before he goes, he opens, he blasts the castle gates, castle gates open. It's a castle, which lets in the lo- remember those sheep herders that the goat boy got. It lets them in to join the fight with goat boy. 
And with that final aid of assistance of the sheep herders and goat boy, uh, Vital disappears into the stratosphere. He's no longer needed. Trigon turns to his man, demands a horse to get out of there, but even his men have abandoned him at this point. They, they know they're beat. Ehrlich attempts to slay Trigon with his sword, but the sorcerer turns Greg Brady's sword into a snake. Just, just like that. He's like, ugh. Uh, but it doesn't matter because just then both twins, Mira and uh, Mara, show up and they shoot two well-placed arrows into Trigon, dropping him to the ground where he fades away into digitized mist. But, but I thought that was only his second that's life. That's only his second that life. That was going to be one of my final thoughts. According to Legend, he gets three. He'd already died once, so he's... Sequel? They were setting up for a sequel. Oh, yeah, they that were. would be Sorceresses. <laughs> That's he comes sequel. back. He's on that. He's on the greased bowl. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> Send me back to the netherworld. <laughs> nope. You're going down the pool. Can I have a glass of soma? <laughs> they drink it all. Ehrlich and Mara chugged it down. They're addicted to it. They're I rehab. Mir was the sorceress <laughs> had to use her 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 earthly charms to convince him to drink the. Su- Are you done? <laughs> Is there any more left? Well, I was... Did you want me to... Look, if you got any more of this delicious elixir... <laughs> it wasn't elixir, correct? Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, yeah, I don't know what if he's going to come back. Who knows? But that, technically, do you think that they thought because it was an arrow from each of them that that would count as maybe two deaths because it was from his own children? I don't know. Yes, that makes perfect... Maybe, sure. Maybe I'm reaching... Ehrlich uh, walks out of the castle triumphantly with a twin around each arm, smiling. Baldar says, Well, my lad, isn't one enough for you? To which Elric looks at each sister. (laughs) He smiles. You forget, Baldar. These two are one. Gives him a little (laughs) wink. And then he smiles a giant shit-eating grin as he squeezes both twins tight against him, and everyone just starts belly laughing. (laughs) And that's it. Trigon's dead, maybe, and there's about to be a hot Ehrlich sandwich served up on the steps of the castle. (laughs) But what about the monkeys? They're off on the side, all pissed off. Yeah, and that monkey that went and got Goat Boy that caused them to win, he's not going to... You think Mira's going to be like, "You, you won me fair and square. Does she know the difference between boys and girls and monkeys? Apparently not. They don't know anything. Uh, the end. The end! That's something to celebrate. Yeah, it is. Uh, I did have two thoughts. One was, yes, it, it certainly seemed... They made a big deal of those three lives that they're they're setting up Trigon for a, a sequel. <laughs> Until the producer refused to put his name Until to the Until Roger Corman of all people said, I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> what did it for you, Roger? The... Giant cock greaser, or... <laughs> Roger, you're not putting your name on this? God damn it, I'm not Troma. It re- yeah, exactly. It really surprises me that I found this movie with all the shittiness that it had, and trust me, it was a lot. Like I said, the acting in this... You had fun. ...was horrible. You had fun. The acting in this from all of it was just it's a, it's so atrocious. goddamn bad. You had fun watching it. I will. I'm not going to say that. I had fun talking about it. No, but, but watching it, you, it wasn't no, painful to watch. I'm just saying that the movie had heart. It had 
They were trying. They were trying. You know, and, 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 and I put it into perspective, you know, at the time that this came out, like, you know, we said, came out at the, in the same year as Conan the, the Barbarian. The best Barbarian movie ever made. I'm not just saying it because Arnold. The sword and Sorcerer Oliver genre. Stone's, Oliver Stone's script, John Milius directing, James Earl Jones. The orgy scene. The orgy scene. But just the, the music. The, but just the, the the grand cinema. The spectacle. Well, I mean, the, yeah. the tree of woe. I mean, sorry, the, Conan. The, the, Conan is like the trifecta of everything on that. I mean, uh, Basil Pedoris's soundtrack alone. Oh, oh God, yeah. But dude, they were making uh, these barbarian type movies like Sorcerers. They were making these well in Italy all through the seventies before Conan into you know, the early eighties. Corman went on. I mean, uh, Deathstalker. I Deathstalker, Deathstalker I mean, we're not even going into like Beastmaster. We're not even going, going into the Ator series, Kroll, all this stuff. And I mean, like you know, it, this just kind of like took me back. You know, like when I to watching, you know, you know, like all the all the creature features on Saturday, all the various you know, yeah. Godzilla and the various rip offs. This was like in that same thing and I'm like, it was it was it was bad, but it it was trying. It was trying to capture Like I said, there was heart to it. Yeah. I mean there, there was heart. I and that was the heart I was missing in the T N A flicks. I was trying to find us our spring break movie and you know what we've done spring we've done titty comics without heart. I just, I just, I just, this well, thing, like, this thing, at least, they, I, I saw, I you know, I, and I, and I, and I shit on the, I, I shit on the acting, but there was never one time where I didn't think that the actors were trying. I didn't think that the people in it and the people involved were just phoning it in and just walking through it. Uh, I kind of, with, with the, the, the dad, Dargon. No, that dude. He seemed like a, a, he was a he was a grip. He was like on the oh, he was a crew member. We need a guy with a beard. The other actor didn't show okay. up. All right. And that's look, dude. That scene where he, I didn't mention it. Look, we need, we need you to play the father. Well, I don't really want to play the father. Well, we've got this uh, penis pole before. greaser. I'll be the father. I'll be the father. <laughs> but dude, there's a great moment oh. I forgot earlier with Dargon and uh, Baldor or not Dargon and uh, Chrono. When he agrees to take care of the kids, and Chrono's like, I knew I could count on you, brother. And they do the predator. The predator thing. <laughs> I also do. I also forgot. Uh, throughout the entire battle, final battle sequence, all that shit that's going on with the ceremony and the undead people and the, you know, all the things going on. Yeah. Did y'all notice the drummers? The drummers never, never stop. fucking stop drumming. That, that, that guy, They're like, holy shit, what's going on? And they just keep on there's drumming. Mon- there's monkeys throwing spears. There's virgins like getting carried away by skeletons. They're just like... They just keep on drumming, man. Well, you know, you saw the, the, the first year drummer. What do we do? Keep drumming. Keep no one kills the musicians. Nobody kills the musicians. Keep drumming, man. I, uh, for some reason, that stuck in my mind, and I just laughed. Didn't they keep playing on the skiff and Return of the Jedi? Didn't they the really ba- did. Didn't the band keep playing? As uh, was I, was going just, I was waiting for that one guy to look down. over, and, and Greg was over there. I'm just one of you guys. I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, I think that was missing. I was like, uh, well, gentlemen, it's been fine playing with you guys. <laughs> uh, nobody does kill the musicians. Uh, the, movie had, the movie had heart. For all of its foibles. It, it, it was a it was an earnest project. I'll it was. say that, and I, I will say this. I'm surprised that Corman looked at this and said no. Yeah, no that does surprise me. I wonder what the we should have skyped old Roger Corman in and I asked him. I'm sure he'd love to join us. Mm. Yeah. Well, you just be his head in a jar. Have we a drama style? Have we officially killed any mainstream credibility we might have gained with our last episode by doing this film? 
now. Yes. Because if so, that type of self-sabotage is totally us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm with Todd. I think we... I think we any momentum we, 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 we gather in here, it's we... We finally it's a, turn legit it's a, tr- it's, a tr- it's a roller coaster. It's you take him to the highs, you bring him to the lows, and you take him right back up with you. I'm sorry, this film deserves just as much uh, due diligence and its story to be told as... as why the, not? We're, as, why the, not? as the finest documentary. Why, no, why not? I mean, because, like I said, it was an earnest project, it was an earnest cast and crew. I mean, why not? Why not? Look, we're just like Greg. We're slipping and sliding all <laughs> over the place. We did slip and slide all over the place tonight, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked it. Cigar? Thumbs up. Absolutely. Yeah. Two and a half? One yeah. thumb. Give it a thumb. Half Give it a thumb. thumb. Beer, three thumbs up, I think we're yeah, saying. Yeah. Big fans of the Haze Wizard. Yes. From uh, Three Nations. And, uh, good, good job, Three Nations. Good job. Yeah. And uh, the movie. Um, I, I think eh, we. I'll never watch it again. I will never watch it again either. But um, <laughs> funny story, real quick. Such a good job on the poster. <laughs> funny story. I texted the doctor, our fourth member, who's not here tonight. He'll be here next time for our big St. Patrick's Day episode. Um, asked what we were doing tonight, what movie, and I texted him uh, the poster. Uh, for sorcerer, sorceress, and then uh, he called me later in the afternoon. We were talking. He's like, "So why don't you go with this? I thought you doing a spring break thing." I gave him, you know, I just couldn't find the right movie, whatever. And we're doing this instead. And I start talking about the movie. He's like, "Oh, that sounds cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, oh, man, it's wild. It's a big greasy cockpole and <laughs> all this stuff." And he's like, "We're talking about this movie for like ten minutes, and then I mentioned Trigon, and he's like, "Wait a minute." He's like, was there a goat boy? I'm like, yeah. I watched that a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) He had no memory of seeing it until... Oh, man. That gives me hope (laughs) that I'm just going to completely forget about this thing in like two weeks. Yeah. That is... There's there's light at the end of the the tunnel here. But it also gives you the question, like, it ended up in his feed, too. He had to watch it. Well, we watched the same movies for the podcast on Amazon it it knows I love it the fact that me and my wife share the same Amazon Prime account so all, because we do a lot of Amazon movies for the TNCC yeah all of our shit comes up I have this. Amazon to myself I'm the only one I I I She's going to be looking in a couple of weeks at touch thing what is this thing with Greg the pole greaser <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Netflix like because you know Netflix is a lot you can set up different accounts on right, Netflix right right but I, I always forget to do that. So, like, Netflix, all the recommendations for me are, like, Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. <laughs> uh, you know, just, like, kid stuff. And then, you know, the package. It's like, there's <laughs> some weird dick movie in there. It's, uh, but anyway. They're uh, over at Netflix headquarters going, we can't, our algorithms cannot deal with <laughs> our this Our algorithm said, fuck it. We just gave up on this dude. <laughs> Let Amazon have him. Uh, but you know what? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Amazon Prime... Their catalog of streaming stuff kills for guys for stuff that I like horror, old genre films, right. action. They just blow Netflix out of the water. And I know Netflix is really pushing In terms of this stuff, yeah. original content and newer stuff, but 
My God, man. It, like the earlier Italian barbarian movies that we were talking about, they're on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, I go see watch. Them, I, I, they've, they're All the Death Stalkers popular. are yes. on there. Yeah. Everything's on there. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely a I fan of that. I will say that this movie really kind of made me want to go back and revisit The Beastmaster. I haven't seen oh, yeah. that in ages. Uh, it has been a while. Crawl too. Crawl. Yeah, I haven't seen Crawl in a long time. Um, because right. well, I mean, theoretically, this movie should be in my wheelhouse. I love, this I, is, I'm. I, if, I love if we ever want to do Crawl in the future, I'm all about it. That's probably one of I, my favorite. I've had favorite. my share of loan costs for a while. <laughs> I said in the future. Uh, you can never go wrong with loincloth movies. All right, I didn't know that there was going to be a grease pole in this one, but uh, it's well, he took off the loincloth for that. Crollstar <laughs> <sighs> um, has one of the best lines. Which one? It's when the, the prince encounters the thieves, which in, also includes a y- very, very young Liam Neeson. Okay. And he says, "Join with me, and you'll be famous." And the leader of the thieves says. Famous? What am I going to do with that? What good is fame? Eat it, go hungry. Spend it, go broke. Seek it, go mad. It's pretty that deep is. for a fantasy that movie. That is good. Well, if you get into podcasting looking for fame, you're a fucking idiot. It's not happening. But if you get into it for the right reasons, you end up with a show like tonight. <laughs> you're going to entertain a lot of folks. You're going to have a lot of laughs. You're going to tell a story. You're going to bring attention to a, a film that, you know what, a lot of people put a lot of work into, and maybe they'll go see it. Or maybe they'll just have fun listening to us talk about it. And you're also going to maybe seek out a cigar if it sounds like that's in your profile, if that's in your wheelhouse. And maybe a beer that next time you're at a bar and you see Hayes Wizard on the top, you're like, oh, yeah, those three assholes really like that beer. We served a purpose. You're looking for Greg a the reason greaser? for being a reason that reason d'etre raison d'etre raison d'etre we have a reason for being unlike those other dick bags give us some links to it alright so if you're on the twitters go to at and I'm not naming names I'm sure there's some cigar podcasts out there that are actually creatures of worth I can think of a few I just haven't found them yet Go to uh, the Instagrams at TNCC underscore podcast. You can join us on Facebook, Tuesday Night Cigar Club. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. Keep seeing the people subscribe to us. That's kind of cool. Sorry for all you people that came in looking for abducted in plain sight documentary things. Part two. uh, You know, whatever. Uh, Subscribe to us on Tuesday Night Cigar Club. Uh, Hey, the offer is out there. I said it and I stand by it. Robert Redford, you come out of retirement as a giant cockpole greaser we'll do that movie on the podcast <laughs> he's like been there before and he like he retired I knew I should have taken that role and then you know. <laughs> but you know once you get back in it's a slippery slope like I said if you're going to buy something <laughs> on Amazon go to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club click our Amazon link and then uh, do your shopping from there we get a little bit of kickback helps us keep the lights on uh, go to Famous Smoke Shop uh, go to TuesdayNightCigarClub.com click our Famous Smoke Shop banner and then do your cigar shopping from there uh, if you're going to spend over $100 uh, click the uh, TNCC20 as your promo code 
get twenty dollars off. I mean, hell, it's like if you're twenty spend, bucks off a hundred. Yeah, twenty bucks off of a hundred. That's like twenty percent. So you, you can know. you could get a fiver of the high. High Clare Castle, and then some Drew State tins, and boom, you're over 100 bucks. There you go, I'm going to grab some of those tins. I've been looking forward to them, especially those Sweet Janes. Yeah, we smoked a lot of those, and uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're good, quick little smokes. Um, where can people stream? Is Hovel Hunters on HGTV live streaming? It will be Not soon. Yet. It will be soon. <laughs> okay, I think there's something there. I think they're on like season two or three now, but they'll, they'll be there quick. Uh, well, basically, if you're moving on up out of a hovel, isn't anything better? I think Sky just texted us. Fuck you guys. Please delete what? the last episode. <laughs> Sky's lawyer is like, fuck you, assholes. <laughs> now that I would expect. Well, at least we didn't refer to the monkey as Birch told. <laughs> Bro, there's so much wrong with that. Uh, boys, it's been fun. Uh, again, in two weeks, please come back. We will be doing our big St. Patty's Day episode, which, hey, just for us, they made a new Leprechaun movie. So, a new Leprechaun movie? Oh, yes. Leprechaun 8. No, this is another reboot. We we did, oh. didn't we do a... I would have gone for 8. 9. Did we do the one with Hornswoggle, the wrestler? No, no. we didn't. We almost, we almost. Oh, I, I watched it. And I shed yeah. all over it. And I was like, no. Yeah, you were like, no, fuck this. How guy. do you have a leprechaun and you're like, he's a monster? Like, you got this cute little Hornswoggle. Why not put him in a little hat and make him no? Hornswoggle would be awesome. He was they fucked he, it up. He was the leprechaun, but they covered him in creature effects, and he was like, no, I want him telling little riddles and give me lo- some fucking limericks. I want buckles on the shoes. I want Hexeter, the whole thing. Flexeter. So. Uh, this time I hear they're actually getting back to um, a little person and with his little uh, riddles and stuff. So I'm excited. Um, so we're going to do the new Leprechaun movie. Cody, you'll have your St. Patty's Day hat on. No, oh. I'm joking. Of course okay. I'll have it. Yeah. It's not St. Patrick's. Everybody Day wear anymore. green or like uh, Ehrlich. I'm going to bite your ass. That's how it works, right? No. Oh, I'm going to grease that hairy ass. Oh, wait, wait, what? what? I better get us out of here. Okay, uh, folks, may the wings of liberty uh, never lose a feather. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Sign on, motherfuckers. To learn more about the time I was raised for the first 18 years of my life as a little girl, only to find out I was actually a boy backstage at a Color Me Bad concert of all places, please refer to the July 1995 issue of Teen Tiger Magazine. Yep, that rather muscular girl in the purple crop top crying her eyes out as she ran out of the Burger King music arena in Little Rock, Arkansas, is none other than yours truly. Oh, that was one hell of a night. That was one hell of a decade. And in the meantime, to learn more about the cigars and libations enjoyed on tonight's episode, you can visit FoundationCigarCompany.com and ThreeNationsBrewing.com. That's the number three, NationsBrewing.com. There were four members in the band Color Me Bad until that night in Little Rock, and then they were down to three. (sighs) Summer nights. For more on O'Brien's Irish Pub, the live music leader in Central Texas, please visit O'Brien'sTemple.com and download their free smartphone app, where you'll find full beer listings including over 40 on tap, menu information, 
and a calendar of upcoming live events. To listen and purchase music heard on tonight's program, check out www.fritzbeermusic.com. Thank you for listening to the Tuesday Night Cigar Club Podcast. This is Keith A. Howell saying until next time, friends, unless we see you sooner at the pub. So keep it smoky, and for God's sake, keep it ballsy as well.